Today's episode of Mob Rules is brought to you by the letter X, because who else is going to give it to him? Hey guys, welcome to Mob Rules. Oh. John joined as always now by by Dave and Danny. And John, that was poor loco. It. it was pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was ex- excited. It was a good, strong start to the show. Uh, we want to thank the 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 literal half dozens of you who uh, spoke to Dave on a Warhammer TV stream and told them to send a like the clip of the gentleman opening a can so the microphone would pick it up uh, to me. And you've been practicing, right, John? So you're not going to screw this up? I mean, I mean, it's an awful lot of pressure. There's like literally 25 cans open here, so we have to drink all of this Coors Light. <laughs> Luckily, I, I've been practicing Coors hard. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are an upscale podcast, sir. <laughs> we drink only the finest of American brewed waters. Uh, no Four Locos tonight. <laughs> that is not water, <laughs> sir. You know what? We don't have any Four Locos tonight because it's actually 0% our Patreon. Water. <laughs> Our Patreon only has enough for one four loco, and that's just not fair for the rest <laughs> no, of us. No, a one loco, but it's not. <laughs> no. but hey, thanks, thanks for the Justin, right? Put yep, it in Justin. the yeah. Our, our first uh, Patreon here, uh, with with a wonderful five dollar donation to keep us going. So blame him. Um, and yeah, I mean, some other stuff you could have done with five dollars. I mean, you could have probably got a burger. Probably, um, I usually get my four loco on sale, two for yeah, five. Yeah, two for five. So because yeah. one is never enough. <laughs> one is never. <laughs> Just enough. kidding. It almost always. But, is. but yeah, <laughs> thank thank you for supporting that. Yep. Hey, and, yeah, Dave. Go. I'm sorry. Oh, I was no, gonna I'll say, and I just thanks to. Uh, Thanks to the people that have bought shirts, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Who aren't me and John? We debuted some beautiful new designs uh, last week. Um, Showing kind of the the loyal thirty two <laughs> and the command point farms. Oh, those are great! I think my I favorite thing shirts. about it is the organically grown command points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, because they don't use pesticide. No, right? they don't use pesticide. Uh, but yeah, Alec Beals, a wonderful commission artist, uh, did those up for us. Yep. So thank you for that. Yeah, for real, man. Yeah. So so check them out. Uh, Mobrules.threadless.com uh, and pick yourself up a heroic thirty two shirt. Or don't. Or don't. You know. I mean, with like 20 bucks, you could probably get like half of a nice dinner or, you know, it's Valentine's coming up, maybe sure. two roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's accurate. <laughs> give the woman in your life, uh, yeah, you know, just the shirt, give, the, give the, the 20 sh- bucks yeah. at her. Like, <laughs> so the there key you go. is to manage expectations, John. Right. That's why you want to get her the, uh, the loyal 32 shirts. That's true. <laughs> that's right. right. Here you go, honey. Now available as a quality printed I print. did. I got it as a my size so that you could wear it to bed. And if you don't wear it, like, you know, I, I could I could wear it, baby. I did authorize the lingerie options, actually, for women. So that's there. You can get those. Lingerie for women. Women, if you want to get your man, <sighs> get your man horny, wear a Mob Rules lingerie teddy to bed. Mm. <laughs> I know it does it for me. So he can be reminded the command of three farm, idiots. The command point farm crotchless panties have been a really hot seller. <laughs> Yeah, they They're sold pretty out on hefty. Have <laughs> four command points, <laughs> but ultimately, it's when when you pull it it's off, a game it's pretty strategy. powerful. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we joke. But yeah, kind of. But we're yeah. actually really happy with those designs. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we love them. Oh, they look awesome. And there's like another one coming down the pipeline. We're really excited about. Oh. 
Um, yeah, just just some great stuff coming there. So mm. thanks for you for your support. Thank yep. you. I mean, hell, if you're listening, that's support enough. Everything else is gravy. True, True story. True story. So, John, what have you been up to? Hey, this? so I've been practicing opening a can. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the moment of truth, man. Moment of truth. So I studied the Warhammer uh, TV clip. Um, Dave, visually, would the microphone seem to be about the same height? Or would it be higher or lower for the... No, the microphone was like five feet away from the can. Your mic well, is no, not going to pick that up. We No, we, we're doing it properly. Mm. Unless we want to accuse this new GW of cheating and inserting they, sound effects. Are you, are you saying winning that they, their own event? Winning their <laughs> own event. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a sinister Ooh. new GW. Ah, just, do you feel that, Danny? That's the feeling of losing our sponsorship. <laughs> Duncan is just two laborers in an overcoat. <laughs> And the only reason the two thin coats oh. picked up as a joke is because the two midgets that power him left their coats out accidentally. Because oh. mm. it gets cold in the Duncan's. Yeah, they're little windbreakers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and now the narrative is that Duncan, Duncan Rhodes is just two midgets and windbreakers <laughs> inside a Duncan suit. Oh, but okay. So uh, microphone, it was it was a little lower. Let's see, so I'm gonna put it about 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 here. Yeah, yeah. Lean forward. So like, cause my mic's set a certain way. I'm gonna go underneath this handy dandy table we okay. have here. Real table. That's a real table. It's a real folks. table. And then apparently, if I crack my can now, it'll be crystal clear. Wow, that sounded pretty good, actually. I heard it. Yeah. I'd be so pissed off if I isolate the audio track and find it's like the echo from the shape of the table or some bullshit like that is what caused it. <laughs> like bounces off the floor and you up to this, the microphone. Got the <laughs> Sydney Opera House underside <laughs> table. It's a special design that's yeah. ergonomic. <laughs> it carries conversation well. Um, but yeah, what have I been up to aside from practicing opening beer cans, much to my very pregnant wife's disapproval? <laughs> <laughs> um, Baby, this is just research. Uh, I've been building a lot. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I've got. Like I said, I'm I'm full head on into chaos now. Uh, I took a slight diversion into Death Guard, but I kind of picked up some models recently, which kind of pulled me back in. So sucked them back in. Yeah, you did. So uh, I, I picked up um, uh, Box of Plague Marines, the the new Box of Seven of that new kit. Gorgeous mm, kit. Aren't those models amazing? Those models yeah. are amazing. And so like, good. Something I was thinking of, like going through that box, is they're all monopose. Yeah. Right, which and it's not a bad thing. Like to me, I'm like looking. I'm like, wow, these are just. It's so satisfying the kids the way they go together there. Yeah. Um, like the arm lines up real well. Everything is like super, super good on that kit there. And you know, if you cut off some of the pegs and stuff like that too, you can still do a really decent amount of like modeling on that. Oh kit. yeah, yeah, yeah really sure. It. Yeah. But yeah, it just it reminds me of people like complaining about some of the characters going to monopose and do do and all that other Man. kind of stuff. It's like, wow, looking in most what? of the recent boxes, the boxes are monopose. I haven't seen anybody complaining about monopose characters. Mm, Primaris it's Lieutenants, it's yes, on, it's on but the dark monopose. web. Can you adjust? It's on the dark web of 40K. <laughs> dark web of 40K. <laughs> Battle of Lost Dacus. Mm. Um, is that where they have the squats? That's where they have the squats. The dark web. Um, and I got so, the squats once in Mexico. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong kind, man. Are you sure? All right. That's called the drops. Yeah. The demurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also assembled the box of Death Shrouds. Um, that kit as well. Holy crap, those mm. models, Danny. The Death Shroud Terminator models for Death Guard. Question. Yes. Did you put the two hand flamers on the sergeant? No. Have you thought about it? No. Okay. 
because they're free now. Oh, okay. Chapter okay. Is it, are you yeah, talking about having two game? of them doesn't do you anything? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was but like, like, but like, I was you, like, wait, shit. I was like going through in my head assembling the model and being like, but but they only came with one. <laughs> oh no, I think you can put the champion model has like an option. I think you can put Maybe. two of them. Maybe. Why would you? Why know. would you put two on there though? You can only fire. One. I mean, you can have actually. You can fire, you fire both every two. gun yeah, that you right. have. That yep. man. And they're not. I, I don't. Hand flamers are pistols though, aren't they? Mm, they're not. They're like special. Something thing. dumb. Okay. But, but they might be pistols. I think they might be. Because I remember looking at it there because it only has like a six inch range. Yeah, but even if you have two pistols, you can still shoot both of them. You can just shoot all your pistols or all your other weapons. That's, That's true. the trade off. Right. So, yeah, uh, I built three of those. Again, the kit just gorgeous. Like all of the little details in the death card oh, gets. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, just so cool. The size on those models are so yeah. cool. And like the. Cor- man, yeah, they just really have knocked it out of the park with Nurkle. Yeah. Yeah, they really did. But. The only thing that I don't like, because uh, I've got a bunch to, to paint just for fun, is I'm not a fan of extraneous extra crap just being on models. It's one of the right. reasons I, I actually really like the new Primaris so much is because... Don't look at my Chaos Spawn models. There's nothing there. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just extra stuff you got to paint and make to look different. But on those, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm good with it because mm-hmm. all, it's all just rusty metal and stuff, so it's not difficult tentacles yeah tentacles boils you don't have to paint the tentacles on a model to be finished with it you could (laughs) everything is just armor color yeah you could just make (laughs) it you know paint it whatever color you want and base it that's just decorative everywhere it's a decorative (sighs) and then you chip it a lot (laughs) it's a decorative tentacle and then chip it (laughs) and if you're feeling froggy you throw it in some shake and bake and get some dusting on it Fantastic, yes. So yeah, I built those. I built a couple of, I picked up on eBay some of the um, the Blight drones. Uh, oh, like, I meant to, I was going to tell you I was going to bring you one. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, thankfully I only bought two on eBay. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, so, if you want another one, I, I do. I got your back. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted a couple of those. They seem super cool. Um, the models themselves just look great. Uh, and then I started kind of going through my bits box and I'm kind of planning out this conversion. I'm using the Goblin King from the Hobbit game. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Um, that, that's a really cool model. And I think I can really, with some bits from the spawn kit, maybe a couple of wings, I can make a demon prince out of him real easy. Mm-hmm. This is a great little model. It's just it's yeah. a shame. Like a lot of the Lord of the Rings stuff, just because the scale is kind of weird compared to, to 40K or fantasy. Sure. Um, I assembled uh, the guy you're holding right there. Oh, that's good. That's good radio, definitely. <laughs> uh, what was this? Epidemius? Ep- Epidemius, yeah. Epidemius, as I started to kind of fall down like a Nurgle route in general. Because, like, I think I was talking to someone on Twitter about it. When you start with chaos, you kind of keep branching out. And then that God, list makes I, you branch I hope out. Because <laughs> I'm, st- I'm doing corn, hopefully. But yeah, well, on the plus, I'm glad, I, I seem to have settled on Nurgle. Um, like not even like I didn't pick up the ra- the Wrath and Rapture box because like the 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 accordion chick was cool but yeah oh, so sexy and those fiends yeah mm. yeah but so yeah many I think boobs. I pretty much settled on Nurgle like I, I like the aesthetic of them cool I enjoy the the fluff of them like I'm leading reading Lords of Silence right now oh man that's, that's a really good kind of insight into how they operate in the the excuse me the post um uh, maledictum universe. Mm. Which, which I, I didn't realize there was this much friction out right now. About the, the, the post. It's Lords of Silence is after. Yes, um, after the rift. Okay. Yeah, because they're like actually, so they get lost, kind of, like from because the the war the never the navigation right appears right exactly even for the Death Guard yeah, and so Abaddon knew how to get through because he had maps. 
So he was able to get or allies or, or allies whatever, or something yeah. like that. Well, because in um, but they still use Astronomicon to to navigate in the in real space. Hmm. I thought, yeah, okay. I guess I'm thinking of the plague whales from uh, Dark Im- Dark Imperium, where they land on the planet. Oh, is it Dark Imperium? Well, they don't have plague whales in this. They just have a ship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like I said, that's that, that that was super cool to me as well. The, the, like it's it's more kind of post things, so it's kind of building my my army for the next year, which is I think a realistic goal for me to set now. Is I just no new armies during the year, just at the start of it. Uh, luckily, chaos is an army in itself where I can branch off real fast. Sure. Um, so yeah, I assembled all those guys. I played a game um, with my Death Guard uh, against uh, Nate. One of our or local guys. I watched. It was it was pretty good. It was like my first game. I wanted to play Nate because he had Death Guard, but he had this Death Guard army before me. Um, so hopefully, you know, he could kind of help me through a little bit. Talk to me about one or two things. Um, so I took uh, a Death Guard battalion with like three units of fourteen Poxwalkers. You know, trying to be fluffy about it here. Um, I had Typhus. I had like a Wing Demon Prince. Uh, two of the blight drones, three of the blight haulers, two of the the plague burst crawlers, mm-hmm. and then a little like a uh, black legion uh, detachment uh, with uh, chaos spawn. Hellbrutes? Uh, nope, nope, no, 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 no hellbrutes this time. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Those ah. will come. But uh, yeah, chaos spawn, a unit of raptors, a unit of bikers, and then harken, uh, world claimer. Because uh, I really, I just finished building I don't that think model that's his that name. day. World Breaker? No, it's World name. Claimer. World Claimer? I thought it was Harold World Breaker. No, it's it's Harkon World Claimer. You sure? I looked at his rules yesterday for a stupid amount of time. Um, but anyway, I took him because I want to say, like, I finished the model that day. He's a, such myself. a good model. Yes, it's, it's Harkon World Claimer, Danny. It's just that... He's just being an ass. <sighs> it's just that John was never able to say his, world, his well, name right. Well, he finally like did. Beer. Yeah, I... I Cracked the beer open. Everyone heard it apparently because my table's acoustics. And yeah. Now I'm getting model names right. So it's a whole this mob rules 3.0. <laughs> 3.0 going on right here. Who needs me? God. <laughs> oh, we still need you. Because um, when we get the GSE codex, <laughs> oh, we're going to be very sore after Danny beats us up for it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bring Casey a really fancy dinner. So that we can record it so that she's not upset this time and we can record another reveal video like that. All right. I, He's like, deal. Don't you know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Like, yeah. that, that sounds good. And I definitely won't check with my wife first. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a really fun game, actually. Um, Nate brought his towel. Um, he had the Taunar Supremacy suit, Ooh, which is the giant twelve hundred mm-hmm. point Forge World uh, Titan. It's only hundred. It's only eleven hundred eight now. With every Tau gun from the Codex on it, there's there's fifty six shots. Fifty six shots a turn. So ah, you can weather that. He brought that uh, a couple different commanders. He brought like a little squad of battle suits, a couple units of fire warriors. How many how, st- how many stealth suits? None. Not heard, Gucci. Really? Yeah. No. Uh, so it was it was a pretty specialist army. Oh, and drones, squads of drones, obviously, obviously. Uh, so when he deployed, he deployed his supremacy suit in the corner behind a building out of most of my line of sight. Um, I chose deployment zones, and I should have really thought about that. But okay, okay, well, we're going there. He deployed three uh, three sets of drones around the suit, hidden behind the building. Um, you know, right there. So anything I did shoot at him would be intercepted by a drone and like the 
one third, thirty three percent chance that I actually hit it. Okay. So, what's the point? What's the point? So yeah, I just didn't shoot it. I ignored it all game. Um, all game, I did not do a single wound to that supremacy suit. Nice. But everything else died. Um, I played a little defensively aggressively. Uh, so because I don't know quite how Death Guard works, and I'm used to these like fragile armies, and you know, relying a lot on the synergy, I hit a lot of my stuff. And it wasn't until like turn three that I really started to kind of push forward. Um, but when I did, and Nate started shooting at me, uh, very little damage was done overall. Nurgle is incredibly resilient, very resilient, ninety percent of shooting, and it just it was ridiculous. I'm like, oh okay, I could have been like way up here earlier. Um, but yeah, that was uh, it. Was a good game. I ended up winning overall. I think by the end of it, he had three squads of stealth suits and uh, his Townar suit left because as you said danny there was no way i was going to do any damage to it so what's the point what's yeah. the point yeah. all right but it's super good i learned a lot about how nurgle works learned a couple of neat stratagems i wasn't <coughs> thinking about this. nice and yeah so super is a nice kind of learning game that's awesome yeah yeah dave what'd you get up to uh, i have just been painting <laughs> i have been painting <laughs> and i have been painting dear that's diary it is day 41 <laughs> And my wife still wouldn't let me forget that I spent money on this trip. And now I'm losing time with her because I'm painting models and getting ready for this trip. <laughs> it's cute. You think I have a diary. It's a, <coughs> it's it's a, a video blog. Yeah, I'm it's, sorry. A, it's a video blog. I'm sorry. It's a vlog, yeah. sir. A vlog. <laughs> the Davy in the home life vlog. Day 49. My calluses have started to bleed. The blood is mixing with the paint. And it's really making a nice, rich red tone that I'm able to add to my Skatari models. Mm. Day 70. Calluses have healed over. Can't remake the paint color. One miniature to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Much like Sisyphus. <laughs> no, I, Day 108. My models had syphilis. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Must contact all opponents in the last six months. Can you hand me that Skatari? <laughs> uh, no, I finished all the Skatari. I've finished all of the foot custodes and all I have left are the bikes. To jump in on that. Imagine how embarrassing that would be explaining to a girl. Not only that you have syphilis, but you didn't <laughs> catch it from a girl. You caught it from a small plastic model for a futuristic sci-fi war game. How did the model get syphilis? Because <laughs> the, the blood paint. Yeah, the blood paint. Because I have syphilis, obviously, yeah. in this story. This seems circular. <laughs> Works not not me explaining my opponents explaining. Oh. Yeah, you have to explain to your opponents. Hey, oh, how are they? Remember, got remember when you said I had a great paint job and could you look closer? Well, you really shouldn't have licked my model. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, without interruptions, Dave. Uh, Sorry. No, yes, okay. please that's, tell us your story. That, that was yeah. entirely me and syphilis. Oh, that's it. I've finished the Skitari. So yeah, you got your 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 seventeen Skitari <laughs> done, right? The rusty yeah. seventeen. Uh, the the metallic seventeen. All right, I've heard that sounds like a ways. hard. That yeah, sounds like no. A, everybody who isn't playing the metallic seventeen calls them the rusty seventeen. <laughs> that uh, sounds like a really hard word to spell, metallic. So I'm going to go ahead and just call them rusty seventeen. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because rusty only has four letters. It reminds me of the rusty trombone. Sorry. Wait. What are we? So <laughs> go on, Dave. I want to add really oh, no, dreamy I can't music wait to, to the background there. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Rosie Trombone. No, I, I'm playing Stygies, so I actually painted them Stygies colors, which apparently nobody does. Um, I did that. I'm well, I mean, yeah, you you did it with the, the Kill Team guys and stuff, and I guess for other stuff. But the majority of people are like, oh, I'm playing Forge World 
um, yeah, whatever. Zonka fire, and it's uh, I painted it red like Mars. Right. So I actually, you know, researched the color scheme and painted it out, and I'm really happy with the way they look. I got a nice uh, dusty cloak. Yeah, they look really, really good. So. Really good. How did they? Because I know like the team double tournament that you and Cody are playing in. Right. Like the majority of the score there is from like hobbying. So how does you and Cody having these two distinct armies, how does that kind of mesh together looks-wise on the table? So we've tied them all together with uh, similar colors. Um, his guys are black and silver with red, okay, because he's, sure. he's got Death Watch. Mm -hmm. uh, my Skitari are black and red and gold, and my Custodes are uh, gold and red. So all the colors tie together. Um, we've got the display board, which I picked everything up for, for... This, What's your display board going to be? So, <clears throat> um, right now I'm currently researching through GW what their text font is. Every time they do a redacted video or something like that, the whatever font they use for that. Yeah. Usually I've tried to look for things just like binary or like on right. the font side or, or you know, <laughs> alarm clock. The answer I've gotten so far is that it's definitely not Comic Sans, but also there's an interesting quote from... Uh, you should most definitely do it in Comic right? Sans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll know you're serious, but also a little friendly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's but only a little bit. What was, what was the quote? Is one of the, Apparently the lead designer for their... Um, who, who does all the videos, writes all the storyboards and stuff out, has a quote that is, Comic Sans is such a terrible font, but it just wants to love you. You know, it's just... Some, <laughs> it's like your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except she's an awesome font. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm looking for a binary thing. We're I gonna, just, oh, man, we should really start running an angle where just Dave professes how much he loves his mom every time we make fun of her. I do love my mom. That's remember we made, we started a podcast about Dave's mom. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'll save it for it's, the. It's every other Thursday. I'll save it for the mom cast. <laughs> yeah. Mom rules. Mom cast. The mom rules. Mom cast. Where you just you know play clips of me saying I love my mom and you guys making. Mom I jokes. would just love it <laughs> if we a released mom, like a one a episode soundboard. special. Like an additional episode that just called it the Mop Rules Momcast. The night, and it's time just I'm three sick. of us sitting down and just being like, "Man, my mom's great." And like, yeah, <laughs> your mom is great. And just have that for thirty minutes, <laughs> complimenting. So, um, so the scoring, the way the scoring is, you got thirty percent of your score is actually how you do in the tournament itself, mm -hmm. and seventy percent is the hobby score, of which. Um, X percentage of that 70%, which is actually more than the 30% for the battle score, is theme decided by the judges. Who is... Uh, could you make the, free, the, long war? The, the theme friendship? I could. I'm not going to. And then... You just be really great friends. You guys could take like a bunch of like Polaroids of yourselves doing things that friends would do. Oh like, yeah, on, like a teeter totter, to and then like and then like putting like little heart stickers to link them together and making that part of your display board. Or get a bunch. <laughs> get. We're, are you saying we make a collage? Yeah. Get or a, a scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> get a bunch of the tournament while you're doing it. Oh man, that would be oh so God, meta. Yes. Oh, with one of those like Insta print cameras. Yeah. Hi. Oh man. Hey, you my know name's I have one. I'm not surprised it. by that. Well, for our wedding, we got it. Yeah. You just be like, hey, my name's Dave. This is my partner, Cody. And this is our... <laughs> my partner. <laughs> oh. And this can is... we not say partner, Cody? <sighs> teammate? And this is Cynthia. Please? She's she's Fuck. cataloging my life for me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Including this game. Uh, 
Do you do you give consent for your life to be a part of mine? Sign here on this release form. <laughs> I'll be selling this later. I'll be selling this later. Uh, oh, Dave, so, a life in vlog. It's my memoir. <laughs> in a life in vlog is that a what you life said? in vlog? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's 1997. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> sorry about that tangent, Just, buddy. Uh, so no, we want to do like the redacted store, like uh, uh, orders issued through a print like that, and have yeah. it hanging off the front of it. So and then the uh, the display board itself is the Las Vegas um, desert, 50 miles out from Las Vegas. Nice. So just sand. N- no. <laughs> No, I've also got a Miller High Life sign that I've made. Oh, that's you all. You didn't specify direction, so I assumed it was just in the nothing direction. So just right. like a flat you, patch of sand. Are you gonna put a bunny ranch sign? Oh yeah. No, we're not. We're not that far. Houses out. are out. It's farther out than that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far it is. I don't know. You'll be marked down for geographical accuracy um. on a futuristic version of a current location of the display board. <laughs> right. So I don't think it'll be that much. Uh, our main theme is, uh, you know, coming down from the frozen north. So the yeah. sign is—it's actually like a stretch of highway with the desert, and it's got road signs. It says Vegas. You know, one of the signs is Vegas, fifty miles. And then on the opposite side of the road, going the other direction, will be Seattle. The places, you know, because we're stopping in Seattle on the way down, and we're stopping, you know, leaving Anchorage. So it'll be Anchorage, four thousand miles, and Seattle, whatever, whatever the actual legal distance is from that point. Oh, you're well over the legal distance. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then the guys are just kind of tromping through the desert towards Vegas. It's a is the super cool. Board. Yeah, I give you a hint. You know, like uh. uh me. I, would, I would appreciate it though if you could stop slamming Rob Bears. He's one of the main judges. I'd <laughs> like to have a chance to win this oh, thing. He just doesn't like me. It's well, a good no, thing he doesn't was, listen to our podcast. I was blocked by bowls, not by spiky bits. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll give spiky bits that as much shit as I talk. They they never just outright block me. <laughs> clicks are clicks, homie. Clicks are clicks. That's right. Um, but uh, there was a old convention up here. Doesn't get run anymore. Called Battle Brothers. That's not true. Um, and then I hear it might be coming back. It's a fresh convention that doesn't get run anymore from Battle Brothers. Um, Ted and I, um, cheated our way to victory in the army appearance category in that because we created our display boards together and then they were designed to be two halves of the same battle. Okay. And then we set our boards up beside each other. So instantly the attention went to our boards and other, other people's. So I'm just saying, find find a way to cheat. What is no one else doing? I'm trying to bribe people. We're giving away dice. We Man, got uh, telling people they should definitely click on spiky bits. Hot, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot news. Uh, you guys listening to the Long War podcast? Because you should be. Mm. Yeah, you could put a little sign for, on your display board that says like best 40k website on the planet. Spiky, spiky bits. <laughs> With like Best the web address, I could podcast on the planet. I couldn't do that. Long war. Yeah, Oof. you couldn't do that. Not you, a good you have I want to win. I want to win, but not that bad. <laughs> could I just instead I just bring my have... mom down to service the judges? I just, oh. I mean, I... oh, Dave, wait, why are you gonna be making mom jokes? It's not cool. I'm just, I'm asking if that's an option instead of that. I mean, I mean, it's, it's always, always an, an option. option. <laughs> okay, so it's not a good option, but so it's she's club forty nine. I can get her a cheap ticket. <laughs> No, no, Two no, weeks no, out. No. Add, add 20 to that. 69. 
That's her age. They call her the return uh, flight because <laughs> she goes both ways. <laughs> First class. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're making headway. We should be done. Um, I did source out um, building some Imperial Knights for the night fight because we came down to the conclusion we were just weren't going to get it done. Yeah, I have literally every night. No, you don't. You have two knights and the Dominus, which we can't use. So, Oh, you can't use the Dominus? No. You can't no. even use the... Uh, I, not the cast, the valiant. No, you can use the. No, you can't use the valiant either because they're they're the same power level. Oh, it's uh, it's I want to say it's like twenty seven power level is the cutoff. Interesting. And well, one of those was fully magnetized. So oh, neat. Sucks to be you. So, so uh, there's a local guy out here that uh, put up that he wanted to build. Uh, he was he would do a. Oh yeah, uh, he, he would offer a deal. He didn't to realize that soon he'll be over like behind schedule, and undercosted. Yeah, let me know how it goes because. I'm a little leery of like giving a lot of models to somebody I don't know. Well, we gave him six hundred dollars worth of models, so four <clears> nights. <throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he he was asking about us. He was going to do them for ten dollars a night, which is just. Mm. And, and the theory is is that he wants to keep the extra bits. Well, we don't want to give him the extra bits, so I took out my uh, my big Land Raider bits box. Oh, I thought you just sent him to the model, like sent the model to him with the extra bits already clipped out of the yeah. sprue. <laughs> Here, build these. Would oops. be awesome. Hey, where's the extra Sorry. bits? Sorry. Sorry. This is how I bought um, it from eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pro-painted already. I wouldn't need him to build it. Yeah. I, I So I took out my big old bits box and I said, have at it, dude. And he pulled a lot of bits out and then said, all right, so instead of... Uh, $15 a model because he's going to fully magnetize them for us as well. Wait, for five bucks? Yeah. Jesus Christ. This dude, Jesus wait, Christ. He's killing wait, the economy. Wait, wait. He took out enough bits. He went, I feel like I took too many bits. The box still barely closed first oh. off. Danny, uh, so I, get your models to this man yeah. before he um, realizes oh, his and, too, and hmm. Danny, uh, he took enough bits. He took $15 off. So we're getting four nights built fully magnetized. 45 bucks. Wow. Whoa. And I got to go home wow. and go, look, honey, I got rid of some bits. And I got, you know, happy Oh, sex. yeah, yeah. My wife is like, <laughs> what are we doing with all these bits? And I, I don't fucking know. Just keep throwing them in a box. God, what are we doing with this baby, Amanda? Just throw it right back under the crib. I had to give That's up my bits are. I had to give up my bits room. <laughs> I have a bits room. Oh. Oh. Soon, mm. soon again. Soon again. So, yeah, well. that, that's what I've been up to. That and just kind of interacting with people on there. Um, you and Cody are going to get some practice games in before Vegas? How's the schedule looking for that there? <laughs> um, good. It's looking great. So totally no have it on the is what I'm docket. Um, so does it count listeners, that we have a haircut scheduled? If you, listener, yeah, your team theme is nice haircuts that yeah. mom would be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> That's the team name, too. <laughs> yeah. It's real catchy. It's really long. Tongue. Yeah, it's long. It rolls off the tongue. Mm. Yeah, we we actually don't have a team name. It's going to end up just team, being like Team Alaska. Or team Mom stupid. Cuts. I'm just saying, Team Twin Dragon Mongolian Barbecue is mm, an excellent yeah. name. Yeah, but I don't know that I can get them to say that team, out loud and to the, with the song. That's why you have to win. Mob Rules plus one. No. Maybe just plus one. Nah, Faith I'm plus leaving one? Mob Rules off. Faith plus one. <laughs> Faith plus one. Faith no more. Uh, no. No. <sighs> That's it for me. Danny. Hey. Take us out of this faith no more loving yeah. slump. All right. So 
uh, <laughs> video is literally playing through my head right now with this vicious <laughs> slapping in the, I was in gonna the water. Say, we spent like, like 30 episodes <laughs> making fun of your mom and calling you old, but I've never seen you more pissed off when we said that Faith No More were <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I'm not actually, just I was trying to remember the lyrics to the song and all I could picture was the fish dying in the video. And now I'm sad. <sighs> anyway, so on a happier note. <sighs> happier notes. Yeah, Danny, what are you even up to? I've been painting a lot of happy little orcs. Happy little orcs? Ah, your orcs look really yeah. good, but not finished. Does, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. I, like, on I their way to yeah. greatness. So the ones that I put up uh, on the preview this week. For I, uh, Whip Wednesday. For Whip Wednesday. Which, by the way, thanks for participating Jesus. in yeah, that. Because no I really love seeing all the stuff you're working on. It's, I like yeah, the guy. It's really cool. I like the guy that didn't actually post anything. He said, "I'm not working on anything. I'm just finding out which Primark I am." And I was like, "I'll take that quiz." Hell yeah! I, I was sad that you both took it because I was going to make you take it on air. Oh, I would take but it again because I was trying to get answers. Horace. Then, then maybe we can do it again so I'm, you can tailor your answers. No, I'm actually disappointed. Yeah, like, I I tried to answer honestly, and I ended. Nice. Wow, oh, Jesus. Was, yeah, just was, own it, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right. So I didn't feel it coming until it was like halfway up my throat, and I was like, "What's that sound?" That's what your wife said. <laughs> <laughs> right, do, do wow, I? that was very good, Dave. I'm very proud of you right now. That was amazing. Is something your dad has never said. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so the opinion works. The ones that I put up for uh, Whipwed. Yep. Are. Uh, I had not painted the bone on them yet or washed them or redone highlights. And so I've done all that stuff. So and they look way better. Oh, I'm, I'm just like saying a million that, times like, better. All of the, every time you post up for Whip Wednesday, they're all in the same um, same state. And I'm like, I, I could see you actually stopping there because you're trying to get through them faster. You know what I mean? Because you have like, what, 500 models you're taking to LVO or something <laughs> like that. Well, Which, once by the, the way, if you need to use my carry on to get your stuff down there. No, I'll be fine. I got this. I, I, I'm just going to get uh, one of those GW hard cases. Like the, uh, those are super good. Uh, like the little square oh. black ones, like that one. Yeah. Um, but that should be able to hold, I think, all 200 models. Because they're all infantry. Yeah. And, like, and for sure, well, 60 of them are grots. <laughs> so. so my usual 2K Eldar list fits in that case. Are you, nice. Are you and taking anything other than that, though? Well, and then I have a, I'm going to have a, uh, a checked bag. With like my clothes, oh, don't check your army. No, no, no. The bag is coming with my case is coming with me on the. Dude, I'm in first class. I can no, I, stuff I'm in, I want. yeah, no. High five for first class, dogs. It's so good. It's worth it every penny. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to choose between flying alone in first class or flying with your partner and coach, fly alone in first class every time. <laughs> uh, every time. Leave your spouse at home. <laughs> they will come after you to be mad, but they will fly coach. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't get to you. They're not allowed in first class. <laughs> please, please pull the curtain. There seems to be a raving mad woman back oh, there. She's, she seems crazy. Mm. Anyway, uh, so I'm t- I'm 20 works in. So I have 20 works done. Nice. Um, and you run 60, right? Is uh, that it? No, that's 90 boys. And then okay. 25 Ludas and 25 Commandos. Oh, boy. And six characters. So it's like... So, any vehicles? Nope. Okay. Because, yeah, the version of your list you've been running is like a no-vehicle list, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So, um, yeah. It's it's a lot, Like, but I'm getting there. Um, hopefully, I think I'll be... Done, I, like, we have a tournament on... Saturday. Uh, on Saturday. Today. Today. Sure. Yeah, today. Yeah. yeah, today. <laughs> and uh, I am going to be taking orcs to that, and I'll be taking my list, and I'm hoping to have one squad of shooter boys done for the event. Sure. 
which I think is manageable. Yeah, I want you to win that event. I really can't. Me too. <laughs> I need the extra ten ITC points. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that. I would it's like just, you for I'm, you to win that event and for it to like twenty other people to show up. Well, oh, so yeah, that'd it, be great. It, if, you, the if you lose the event, though, you're, it's going to have you second guessing possibly your list. No, wait, because oh. it has to be submitted by then, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I already submitted my list, actually. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sticking with this list. I think it's good. There's, There was one choice I was kind of questionable on. I have a Big Mac in my Bad Moon's Detachment that I'm kind of like with a shock attack gun, and I'm taking the Relic one. Yeah. Um, which is like double the shots and D6 damage instead of 1D3. And I thought about swiping, swapping him out for a war boss so that I can auto pass morale on my grots when I pass like a grot shield stuff off to them. Yeah, um, which I think is, I mean, it's a good choice. But when I I played against Nate as well mm-hmm. in the super suit, and man, the shock attack gun felt valuable. Yeah, in that matchup, it's so, such a threat. I mean, hitting on fives is bad, sure. Yeah, but two um, d six shots. Two d six shots is ridiculous, and the, the uh, damage you can do is ridiculous. I was going to say, is ridiculous. isn't it? Is it d three or is it d six? D six. Yeah. So the relic so can do a lot. Yeah, is double, and it's uh, minus five AP, mm-hmm. and it has a yeah. sixty inch range. So, like at one point after I killed the super suit in my game against Nate, that show uh, off. Well, you just ignore <laughs> it like everyone else. Yeah. Well, I, tr- I, I, God, I tried to like. But not I guess with your it, like super infantry heavy army, like man, it, it just dominates out. me. Like I thought about just trying to like play really conservatively and not try to engage it, mm. and then I was like, nah, fuck that. I want to see if I can kill it. <laughs> and eventually, I did, but it yeah. killed oh, about 120 work infantry. Yikes! How by many itself? Did you? How many did you bring back? Thirty. Yeah. I mean, well, it was like it was like seventeen that I brought back because like there was thirteen left in the squad, and I'm like, well, they won't live through Nate's shooting phase, so charge. Uh, No, I was I green tided them back because there was thirteen left, and I was like, well, they're down below half, and thirty wounds is better than thirteen. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So and then so I brought them back on my side and to jump them back into combat, (laughs) 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 and I lost twelve in the Overwatch. So lesson lesson I learned. Um, don't charge the super suit. That's what mm. I learned. Lesson I, I learned to. is the super suit doesn't have greater good. It does not, which is which yeah. is great. It, which it is shouldn't. It, that would be super stupid. Yeah, I started like I sent a squad of uh, my raptors into screen. I'm like, all right, do your stupid fucking Overwatch for your suit. And he's like, oh yeah, it doesn't have greater good. I'm like, oh thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, something I was talking about with Nate was just that I didn't think I don't think the super suit's worth it. I think you have to build a list that has it as a really good asset, but mm-hmm. it's not the be-all and end-all of your list. Like, you still want to have, like, s- like 700 or 600 points worth of actual army. Right. Instead of, like, a ton of characters. Because, yeah, like, my, my tactics against the suit were pretty much make sure one unit is parked in front of my characters and then every turn. So what I don't, I think he's t- taking it in the Supreme Command right. because he thinks that it doesn't get sept ben- bonuses if it's in the auxiliary super heavy. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that they do for Tau. And I, I, I think it's knights and guard that don't get the like sept rules. Says that. Right, yeah. right, yeah. For those things, I'd have to check my rules, but I'd have to. I'm pretty sure that's the case. In that case, then he can drop some of the HQs like right. superfluous ones right. and take like two battalions, mm. which I think is doable. Yeah, yeah. Because fire warriors are only seven points, and you only need five in a unit, so you can take like shadow sun, another suit commander. So the other thing that I think that he's doing that that I think could be better is using uh, 
the command and control node on one of his characters, like Shadow Sun, mm-hmm. where she doesn't shoot, but she picks a battle suit unit within six and lets them reroll failed wound rolls. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. So for like all you know, sixty shots that that thing has, getting to reroll failed wound rolls would be really good. So agreed. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk with him about it really yet, but I think that that's a good choice. Anyway, so I've been painting orcs, been playing a, little, a couple of games here and there. Um, I played some good tournament practice. Uh, one of our better local players, Rob Porter, who's also going to Vegas, I got a good game against him, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, really tough. We played until turn, so we quit on two, mm-hmm. like the start okay. of the start of my turn two because I went second. Because um, basically, we could kind of narrate out how the game was going to go at that point, and it was like, well, you, I mean, we can keep playing, but like you, you already have this game in the bag, Danny. So um, it's like, what's the point at this point? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's kind of how my week has been going. Well, nice. Or two weeks, I guess. Two, yeah, that's how your two weeks has been. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited to start painting my Death Guard slash Dude. Black Legion. Um, I painted one Black Legion thing. I remembered I hated painting black. It was a small issue. I See, okay, so I did, and then I figured out this recipe that I really like, and mm-hmm. like it's super easy and looks good. Oh, let's um, take a look. But I also like the idea of uh, purple, uh, purple plague marines. That'd be cool, because the color go really well and have like green as the accent and purple as the main color instead of the opposite way around. Like you know the, the they look like the Hulk. Yeah, the death. Oh fuck yeah! Oh. Let's just do that. Purple I've pants. S- I, I've been seeing a lot of <laughs> really torso. nice looking Death Guard lately <laughs> that are like um, kind of winter themed. Yeah, They're fucking sexy. Mm. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings. And the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Parents. Are you the best? So that sounded really good. Yeah. Chris. So, so funny thing, when you point a microphone directly down at what you're doing, it'll make amazing sound. See, internet? So by I just comparison. Needed, I just needed a $100 microphone, <laughs> a $30 cable, and hundreds of dollars of recording equipment to prove this. But Danny, yeah, please. Yeah, so here's our... Uh, uh, like our test to make sure that we know you're not che- we're not cheating you here out of anything special or it's not a recorded sound. Sure. I'm going to do it like John typically would do it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. That was Fuck like you. 100 I times better than John. <laughs> I don't usually do it that way. I do it badly. Yeah, that was good. Where uh, people ruin charity paint streams to point out how poorly I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. All right. It's just a good night for cracking open a cold one with and, the boys. And yeah. just... Or morning. It's Saturday, my dudes. <laughs> Saturday morning. You know, Watching some s- cartoons. Put on some cartoons, get your bowl of cereal, crack open some Bud Lights. Mm. Pour in some Bud Light in that cereal. Mm. You'll thank me. Speaking of Saturday morning cartoons, 
Eisenhorn has another book 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, did you want to go into that? Because I really wanted to talk about uh, the two super new reveals GW has got for us before we launch into that. Oh, I mean, yeah, I forgot about the super secret stuff. I mean, it's not super secret. That everyone already knows yeah, about. Yeah, totally already. I just want to talk about it. Okay. Fucking hey, hey. You've got to let me do a really shitty transition into it, though. All like right, I go for it. Did. No, no, no for the next one. All right. Okay. Reveal the first. Oh. So uh, for those of you that hate Funko Pops, GW is getting some Funko Pops. I can't wait to repaint those fuckers. Oh, man. Uh, I had something for this one as well. Go for it. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that one. Okay. It, it was my little uh, complainy, so boxy music um, about Funko Pops. I mean, I hey know you guys bitching about Funko Pops. GW literally is not making this. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is Funko is a company that signed a contract with Games Workshop. <laughs> Games Workshop hired a separate third-party artist to design these, which was then sent to Funko to approve to make into models. Things I have seen over the last two days that this has been announced. <laughs> complaining about the scale of the Funko Pop. No, they're not true scale Funkos. <laughs> can, can, can I just say Funko Pops are a fun pop culture like piece of memorabilia that you put on your shelf. I'm excited to put the Space Wolf beside my like little Doctor Who Funko Pop. Maybe I'll put the Dark Angel in a TARDIS. You know what I'm not going to do with it? Put it on a 32 millimeter base and try and fucking play it on the table. That's no, a Primark size. be at least 80 millimeters. No, it's going to be a scout. I got to, I got to get it out there as a scout. But yeah, so yeah, so no one's time was wasted on this. This created one other job, the, the or more, or more. This created many jobs. Like there's like 500 Chinese people right now who and are hey, employed because of this. Someone said, I, I think it right. They were like, um, the, for the first time, I will not buy this piece of trash that Games Workshop has produced again. Games Workshop didn't produce it. They, they sold a little thing that was like, hey, for every Funko Pop you sell, send me a buck. Right. No, no one has stopped designing Sisters of Battle so that Funko Pops can come out. And That's this will help true, them John. hire more people to design Sisters of Battle, potentially. You know, I was talking to a Hot Topic store manager about this. Oh, like, yeah. Tell me hey, all about that conversation. Le- Jesus. Emo John I was in like, the house. <laughs> I was like, hey, let me know when these come in. Apparently, the day they were announced, she had like about 100 phone calls. About from, them? From people asking about Funko Pops. And she was like, what is a Warhammer? <laughs> so I'm like, well, let me tell you. That's amazing. So yeah, and it pulls people in, like Danny said. It's just, it's just, oh. I had someone complaining that the Warhammer Adventures series, the, the kids' audiobooks that are coming out. Yeah. Like, oh, they said that this wouldn't lead to 40K getting kid eyes, but now we have Funko Pops. Hey, Funko Pops aren't going to change the direction of the story of 40K. It's not even a toy. Not even a toy. It's some shit you put on a shelf or buy and keep in a box and think they're going to be like Beanie Babies. Now, when they years. come out with I'm a Primaris cool. Marine action figure, first of all, I'll be the first in line to get one. Oh, man. But you, I will. Yeah. You will. Yeah, I will. You're going to have to fight I, me for that spot. I will okay, compl- I will. I will complain when my old tactical Marine action figure I had is now useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, it hasn't been useful for a couple you know, months, but... Well, at least it wasn't actively replaced. But yeah, Danny, you'd be first in line. Yeah, to get to get an action figure. But like, right. but like these aren't even toys. Like no. they're just like a figurine that sits I, on a shelf. Like it's not for kids. It's not necessarily for kids. I'm, kids aren't buying these. I'm gonna do some tabletop plus ten minute Funko Pop Marines. 
Yes. Just repainting those bad boys. Oh, you're going to repaint them? I thought you were just going to open the box and be like, <laughs> oh, oh, dude. 10 minute Marines, here you go. <laughs> Done. Whole squad. Like, I got to go out and buy five of them. <laughs> They're a Death Watch squad. But like, I got to. Oh, I you gotta, could repaint oh, them. Oh, man, I'd have Death to. Watch. I would have to repaint one of the helmets to be the sergeant helmet and then put it back in the box and be like, all right, 10 minute um, Marines, here you go. Ting, ting, ting. True scale, even for you assholes <laughs> that want true scale. But that was my uh, soapbox. I'm glad we could sit here for that. Funko Pops aren't the fucking end of the world. They're stupid little plastic figurines you waste eight bucks on because you have hot cash. Because mm. you robbed a store? No, hot cash is what you get on Hot Topic. Jesus, Dave. Have my e- bad. Have emo kids. I don't. My kids are normal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the first reveal was the, the Funko licensing with GW, which honestly, I'm super excited about uh, as someone who likes Funkos as it is, like Funko Rhinos. Funko Chaos, Funko Xenos. Oh shit! There's so many different things. Oh, one of those, do. Oh, a Funko vehicle with like a Land Raider and a dude sit popping out of it at the just the head, like they do with some of the other stuff. Oh, if they come out with a Funkar, a Funko Funkar, Funkar. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Eldar. If they come out with a like a Farseer for one, like I would be at that in a, a second. A Funkor? Yeah, mm. a, f- a Funkseer. A Funkseer. <laughs> <laughs> An Eldrad version, just oh, oh. dude, yeah, I just cream my pants. So right yeah, uh, I, they're, they're they're good things, and if you don't like them, just don't buy them. Yeah, that's all I there is. Don't to need it. to know you don't like it. Just don't buy it. Or send all of your hate email to mobrules at gmail Oh, dude, Care I would read John. the shit out of some hate mail <laughs> on there. Or leave John a voicemail. You can find our voicemail number on our webpage or tweet our about Facebook it page with the hashtag Dave sucks. Well, yeah. no, hey, even if you're disagreeing on. with John. <laughs> Ah, but what was the other big reveal? Oh, the other big reveal was for uh, the model that's going to be available. I think it's actually available at the Black Library Weekender, which is coming up this weekend. Oh, the female commissar. Hell's yeah. No boob plate. Yeah, it's realistic, uh, right? It's just so nice. It's such a nice model. And she's like proportionate. Like her legs are not like super bulky or anything. Like she looks great. It's a good looking miniature. It really is. And it's a character for a book series. Uh, She used to be a short story series, uh, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, so yeah, she's a character from the book. The uh, the author of that uh, book uh, was describing on Twitter like the literal meltdown she had when she realized the character she created was being turned into a model. That's awesome. Which oh, yeah. is a, such a cool feeling. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it looks good. The only complaint somebody that I've seen, the only complaint that I've seen is that the scabbard is on the wrong side for where she's oh, holding it's the, on sword. the same side. Of it's the on sword. the same side as the sword. So. Uh. Well, it's like uh, picky little details, you know, seriously. maybe she it just maybe she dread pirate Roberts did. She drew it with her left hand and then was like, I'm not left handed. Ha ha. And threw it in her right hand. Sure. Yeah. Maybe she just has it out to keep the guardsmen in line. Maybe it got sore in her right hand and then she had to move it to her left. Well, it's in her right hand. So she hasn't done that yet. <gasps> anyway, if Romano probably looked bad with it on her left side. So they moved it over to the other one. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Potential, I something mean, like possible. that. But yeah, it looks great, and I really like the fact that it's not boob armor. Yeah, um, no boobs. Like you don't need to make a female figure by giving it titties, right? Uh, how else will I know it's a female figure, John? If it doesn't have titties, that's the only way like, I can it, tell the Eldar Guardians apart. The complaints about Sisters of Battle because the faces weren't feminine enough, or, or like what was it? The, like that was one of the complaints I heard about them. Okay. Those are probably the best those old are, yeah. female face models for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even the new ones are oh, super good. Everybody's so yeah. excited for Sisters of Battle Plastics. And all I can think about is those freaking Escher Necromunda models that were like oh, 17 when, pieces for a head. But you they mean were when amazing. The, the head was they, a C. they looked amazing, but it took, you know, 
I actually uh, have not built my Escher models. They're still in the spring. I stopped because I was so angry because the bits are so little. Yeah. Oh. And I have big hands and you have bigger hands. You know what they say about that shit, very buddy. dexterous. Podcasters with big hands. They um, have a small, small, small content. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sure. Content. Uns- unsatisfying <laughs> content. Uh, we don't finish early. We just disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's from the start, not at the end. Mm. Yeah, you know what you're getting a into. A crescendo yeah. of mediocrity. <laughs> you kept coming back for more. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, there, I'm sure there's been some other stuff. But those are the two that excite me the right. most. No, 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 no. It looks great. And like I said, yeah, Danny. I was going to say, the the rules for Kill Team for the Tech Priest and the, uh, the Gunslinger. The gunslinger. Dr. Robotnik and uh, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> or... <laughs> Wild Wild West. I think you Gene mean Steeler. Red, yeah, dude. Yeah, I think you mean Red Dead uh, Gene Steeler. I was gonna say the Gene Steeler with no name. Red Cult oh. Redemption. Red Cult Redemption. That's nice. about as close as I can get. Fair. But yeah, gorgeous looking models, and even though people are joking, like me in particular, that looks like Doctor Robotnik a little bit. I love that model. It's such a great pose. It, it's just disappointed with the paint job that they put on it because it, you can't very easily see that it's two hands together instead of one hand I like that he's shushing people he's just not, I, he's like, not <laughs> shushing he's steepling his fingers it's concentration for to nail him with his like art cannon or whatever I yeah. think I'm gonna buy two actually so I'm gonna buy two of those boxes what is it uh, what's the the article say something like he destroys foe any foe he shoots at from afar from afar afar equals 18 like inches an, <laughs> an 18 inch range hey man, with for D3 a lot of people wounds. that's pretty far there's D three damage on that as well, right? Uh, yeah. Unless he doesn't move, and then it's three. Oh. Oh yeah. So yeah. Speaking of not moving, sort of annihilates people. Kind of brings them down to two wounds from afar. Well, we'll see. Like uh, he might pew, have pew, rules. Pew. He might have new forty K's mean, rules are yeah. different. His because uh, that's really that's close. Probably yeah. pretty good actually. In, yeah, in that, team, pretty much wounds. across the whole board. Yeah, <laughs> eighteen inches. That's yeah. Satisfying kill team player I know. Mm. Uh, and then what else were you saying there, Dave? <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of not moving, uh, somebody leaked from next month's White Dwarf the uh, Bolter rule. So GW being oh, on top yeah. of it immediately yeah. you jumped almost let on me that. skip past this, Dave. Uh, the, oh, I'd forgotten all about the it. The better beta bolters. Oh, these bolters, so good. Those beta bolters. Unless your sister's a battle or custodes. Yeah. The cult, the cupters. <laughs> We're gonna call them. <laughs> um, so, Nate Sorry, and I played bolters. with beta bolters the other day, and um, the only unit I had that it really affected was my unit of bikes. But still, I think it really helped a lot. Oh, always rapid fire on bikes. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, going up with combi bolters and pretty much getting yeah. four shots like a unit of six of them is just like yeah. I, I was just I wiped out units and turns with that. Sure, it was, it was super super good. Yeah. Um, and if they're still in edge, they can shoot again, yeah. which is rad. Yeah. Throw them into a crimson Because I knew stratagems while I was playing, and I definitely didn't forget all of my stratagems. Ah. I think it was my first <laughs> game. I started with nine command points. I ended with five command points. Oh. I'm like, Shit, I guess I should have rerolled stuff. The, uh, the veteran intercessors you know, battalion with yeah. uh, uh, the rapid yeah. fire well, guys. I guess before we kind of talk about oh. other stuff like that, the new... Better, better beta bolters. Um, Say that five times fast. No. Okay. No. My um, 
Better beta bolters. Not Better you. Better beta bolters. Not you. John's been drinking since like noon. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can do it. Um, but the rule is that any Marine or Adeptus Astarte or Heretic Astarte um, basically gets rapid fire all the time if they don't move. Yeah. If they don't move, they so there, there are three triggers that can make their bolters be rapid, uh, make the rapid fire trigger. Uh, one, you're within half range of somebody. Just like normal. Just like normal. Two, you're standing still and didn't move. That's so new. That's, that's new. new. Or three, you've got the vehicle, biker, um, or, or two other different keywords. Terminator, uh, Centurion. Terminator and Centurion. Was it right? Dreadnought 2? Dreadnought's a vehicle. Okay. Yeah, Dreadnought's a vehicle. But Terminator's just got, with Stormbolters, Stormbolters were already rapid fire too. You, you know so what? More than that, uh, Centurion's. I think uh, this makes Centurions a lot more viable. Which is interesting, yeah. considering, you know, according to what I've read on the internet, they're phasing out regular Marines in favor of Primaris. Why would well, they give Well, they're just going to seal up the back of the model for the Centurion <laughs> and call New, it... Just make it sealed. Oh, no, completely. it's a Primaris in there now. Yeah, it's, it's a, a Primaris. Yeah, Primaris Militarian. Well, you know... If you read it, anything you read on the internet will tell you that uh, there is oh, Codex Primaris coming soon. about stupid shit I saw on oh. the internet today. <laughs> <laughs> Did I show you that post where someone said that they they nerfed the Sisters of Battle Codex uh, before it yeah. came out? Yeah, with that. Uh, you <laughs> How the fuck can you nerf something that isn't out? Well, because they didn't get the better bolter rule. It's because they're not fucked. Ah. Dave, you were saying. I was saying. I wish custom jet bikes got them. I understand why they didn't get them, because if you could have 12 shots continuously, no matter where you are at full range, I would probably, that's all you'd see on the table. Yeah. Especially. If well, you were I me. think it works too, because I think I said somewhere that Marines needed something. A points cut, I feel was wrong. Um, it wasn't. It, well, yeah. In order to have a points cut properly affect in the point where they needed to be, it needed to be a much larger points cut. Which then has knock-on effects for the rest of the game, right? Because right. you got to talk, you got to talk about all this other stuff. So I think doing something like improving the bolters in a way that is actually really in line with the story and the, the kind of the setting, right, is a super good idea. Like we all talk about points drops and things they can do to make units better. Random rules like this make things better. I think way better than a points drop. I, I agree, and you know, like the point of Marines is not to be a horde army. And so, like, thematically. So them decreasing the points and making Marines a horde army would be bad for the image that they yeah. have of Marines. Right, because well, you would have 2,000-point lizard going out with, like, 100 Marines. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if they were to drop them further, like, they're, they're already pretty cheap, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they're actually appropriately pointed. And I think this rule gives regular Marines with bolters and then the regular bolters to intercessors just that much better. Yeah. I said I think it's a good way of quote unquote fixing Marines, without a releasing an entire new codex, or b um, reducing their points to the to the part where it's affecting the theme of the army. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about with this is uh, Death Watch. I think it might make Death Watch like too good over the top. Yeah. Because you get the special ammunition. Uh, that also, and then just being able to drop intercessors down out of nowhere, shooting full, you know, and they already put out a bunch of shots. Well, they, I mean, technically, yeah, they'd be in rapid fire, so they'd get that benefit, but otherwise they would have moved and other stuff like that. I'm, I'm really glad they didn't give it to intercess or intercessors. aggressors. Aggressors. Yeah, yeah. that would be a, a w- that would be, they're would already be. pretty good actually. Too much. But yeah, that was about it. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and go on a break and we will be right back. Fear consumed my every waking moment. It wasn't rational, but there it was, ruining my life. 
Then one day I came across a book called How to Be a Cheating Asshole. From the very first chapter, it helped me to confront my fear head on. In a world filled with easy answers and cheap solutions, How to Be a Cheating Asshole showed me that the way out of my despair was to use loaded dice and not declare what I'm rolling. Its message was so strong and so real that it put me on the road to a happier, more fulfilling life. And it made my fear a part of my past. Stop by your local retailer now for a copy of How to Be a Cheating Asshole, also available in audiobook. I felt too much pressure, so I opened my can off mic. Yeah, it's good, because Danny really showed you up. If there was a... If, we, we were giving out medals for it. We were giving out medals? It, well, yeah. Did you not know that? Didn't you read your email? I mean, I sent it. Of course, I'm not going to read it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, what the hell, man? Uh, but yeah, Danny perfected I'm going to clip that sound and then just use that from now on. <laughs> now so everyone thinks that I have perfect can opens. You know what I really miss? I got my dick message. I haven't heard that in a long time. Oh, man. Oh, man. What's that from? Uh, uh, it's from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah. When they're like the, the Nova Corps comes yeah. out to help them. And and they show up to help him, and he's like, he looks at uh, what's her face, Gamora, and goes, "They got my dick message." <laughs> it's just such a we got good a mes- message from Star Lord, sir. He says, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm an asshole, but I'm not 100 percent a dick." <laughs> oh yeah 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 okay. It's been a little bit since I've seen that one, which is sad because it's like probably my favorite Marvel movie. Mm. This is a super good one. Hey, so speaking about super good Marvel movies. Eisenhorn Hereticus. Yeah. Written by You guys Dan said Ed. I could do a <laughs> shitty segue. <laughs> All right. Hereticus. Book three in the Eisenhorn trilogy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, Set us up, Dave. Yeah, Set we've already up. talked about. Um, so we talked about. So book one. That's, Z- book two, that's Zenos. Zenos. We talked about Malice uh, and kind of this great view into the Inquisition so. and Gregor Eisenhorn. So I, I may have doomed us just before we get started here because uh, apparently. Tycho from Penny Arcade is they got my dick there it is. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is reading the Eisenhorn series and he's he's on book one and I said reading book three right now he's like I'm so this is such good writing it's amazing it's like I've it's like it's like it was I was reading a Guardians of the Galaxy book I was like well Dan Abnett you know <laughs> wrote both of those <laughs> but uh, he was talking about it and he's like I can't when this ends I don't know what I'm gonna do and I was like read, read book it. two you idiot I'm reading book three right now. And then maybe read Ravener. Spoilers, yeah. he survives if there's a book three. Right. Oh, he's probably going to die. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, so only ha- book only one. his face. Book one, we go and we deal with the weird aliens. We deal with Pontius Glaw. Yep. Um, and, and that resolves with Cherub- him meeting Cher- uh, Cherry Pepsi for the first time. Cherubiel. Oh, yeah, Wild Cherry Pepsi. Wild Cherry Pepsi for the first time. And uh, and then it goes into Cherubiel, book two. my favorite flavor of Four Loco. Mm. <laughs> I like Cherubiel Black, actually. I bet you do. <laughs> Dude, it's 2019. Just describe them. Mm. So it leads us into the next book, um, which is uh, Malleus. Yep. And that's kind of more kind of like chaos. Yeah, where he's kind of getting this. He's starting to realize he needs to use chaos to beat chaos. Yep. yep. And at the end of it, uh, huh, he... Kind of like that guy that he killed at the end of the first book. Hmm. <gasps> Spoiler. Bum, bum, bum. In case anybody's Spoilers for it. the first book. Um, <laughs> yeah. That we reviewed this time last year. Right. Yeah, we really need to up our review Was it game. really that long ago? No. Nah. I think it was pretty close. 
Nah, I don't think it was. Have I been doing this podcast for that long? No. Uh, no, no, not uh, March, no. I believe. Yeah, no. Okay. No, he's been here since June. Yeah, since June. Oh, and I, yeah, was, I was there for that yeah. one. It was temp time. Yeah. So uh, Am I past my probationary period yet? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Got news for you. Coming off probationary period means you actually got to take more of an effort in it and still not oh, get paid. Fuck. Right now you're an unpaid intern, but we don't actually ask you we to don't do want anything. You yeah. Do you want to be an unpaid executive? Yeah, it's much more glamorous. Um, so it, it, they go and that they, they discover the the rift and everything, and they're dealing with stuff and they fight. Uh, what's his face? One of the inquisitors who they thought was long dead for a long time, but it turns out he's turned to chaos, uh, using chaos to Quixos. beat chaos. Quixos. Quixos. Thank you. Um, and in the end of the book, he beats him and he enslaves Wild Cherry Pepsi uh, yep. to be his own demon host. Keeps him locked away. Plus, he also has the uh, I thought that Codex was the Maledictum. The second book. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. End of the Sorry. Book. Oh, quick, he kills Quixos in the second book? I yeah. thought it was the first it's book. It's the second yeah. book. It's the second book. First book um, ends with him killing someone else. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Volk dies at the end of the yes. second book, right? Yeah. Right. So, poor guy. What a trooper. You know what I really like about these books is each one organically focuses on each branch, a major branch of the Inquisition. Right. It is organic, right? Right. So, the first one is against Xenos, and it makes sense. And then the second one is against um, the enemy without. um, And it makes sense. And it's a natural progression from the first one. Yeah. Um, How does Hereticus kind of follow this trend? I mean, it. It doesn't. Um, so we end we end of the book, and he's got the malice coded victim. He's got the demon host. He's he's doing stuff, but he's he's still doing it for the right reasons. But he's the heretic. Dave. He's becoming the heretic now. Yes, and it uh, it starts off with his his good buddy sending him a uh, look at me. I'm the heretic now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it starts off with Rorkin sending him a, uh, a junior inquisitor guy to work with him because Rorkin is dying. Rorkin's his longtime buddy who's who's helped him in all sorts of stuff. He's been in all the other books, basically. He's been an ally. Uh, you've done 22 episodes so far. Danny. Wow. Yeah. We don't start paying till 25, though. <laughs> but in yeah. order to get paid, you also have to buy 100 T-shirts. <laughs> um, but they're not even in my size. <laughs> give them out to your friends. Uh, for Christmas presents for the next two years? <laughs> no, that's per year. You have to buy 100 T-shirts. Oh, yeah. God. Um and then, uh, so he sends him a letter, says, hey, I'm sending you this guy because I'm sick and dying. You got to deal with him. And then the guy sends him a letter. It's like, I can't wait to work with you. And then in true Eisenhorn fashion, there's a short letter back to uh, to Voke. Fuck uh, you. Is it my lord, what fetid corner of the Imperium breeds these fawning idiots? Now you really owe me. And that's the way it starts. Uh, with so wait, Voke is still alive in this one? No. I thought he died. Rourke. Rourke. Oh, Rourke. Rourke. Okay. Sorry. Um, the Inquisition all have to have similar amounts of vowels in their name yeah. and similar <laughs> sounds. Yeah, Rourke. Very Rammer. hard names. Yeah. Rourke, Vork, Bork. Spork. Spork. That's my, that's my Nord favorite Inquisitor. Lord Inquisitor Spork. He's actually really good in two uh, variations. Two different variations. Yeah, he's in the Ordo Dork. Malice and the Ordo uh, Jort. <laughs> um, all right, so... We snort. Inquisitor General Snort. <laughs> Fort. Mm. Man, it keep going, dude. All night. Yeah, this that word rhymes with all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Just like with Dave's mom. All right. All sorts of stuff rhymes with Dave's No, no, no. I said no, I could go, go all go night. night. <laughs> Just like I came and with Danny mom. and I won't get sick of it. <laughs> that's, that's not what she says, Danny. 
Well, I get tired eventually. I mean, I'm not a machine. Ten Dave. seconds is tiring <laughs> for me. Yeah. It's very intense. Ten seconds. Right. Back to the book we were reviewing. Sorry if anybody famous is listening to this today. Man, you know what? I really like. Because I really of like the this quality book. of the previous hour and ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know why you they stuck it out. Eventually, they'll get to the book review. It'll this be is amazing. A, this is a great book. Like, can we yeah. start there? Yeah. Like, before yeah. we start getting into the plot, this is a good book. Like, it's a good finale for this series, but. As a standalone, even it's a, a really great story. Uh, sure, it, yeah, it's a, it's good as a standalone. But if you don't know the characters, some of the characters, uh, when certain things happen in the book, you kind of are like, "Well, who gives a shit?" You know. Yeah, I guess like you, like some of the attachment to the characters, like, like when the characters pass away. I could have spoilers. The second book, I could have could have been just a complete standalone book. Malice could have been a complete standalone book. Yeah, that would have um, been a good book actually. But you know, because you didn't need to know the characters from the previous book, and everything's pretty much explained. So. Uh, it starts off with him dealing with his junior inquisitor. They're they're questioning some dude for you know being a heretic on the planet. They're trying to uncover a cell, ooh, like they always do. Yeah. Very standard. As plot you do device. as an inquisitor. Very standard plot device. When do you uh, think they have like quotas of heretics they have to get every month? You know, like how police have a certain number of tickets they have to that's get every a month. Myth. No, I think they can just do whatever the they inquisitor want. Inquisitor is like, you only got 2,000 heretics this month. It's Friday. Come on. But I think up. these it's people the last are day of the so month. Driven. You got to get it over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fanatical. That, yeah, they're not like going to sit around. It's just been like, I think, like they're only going to pick somebody who's not going to sit around all day. Yeah, I mean, Eisenhorn's going to sit around and relax because, I mean, he's at this point, he's like 280 years old or something he like stupid like three that. Houses. Three houses. Yeah, he does. Solidly upper class. <laughs> no, that are off the off the books. <laughs> ready for actually. retirement. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna move to Florida. So, so they're trying to find this cultist, right? Because he killed uh, Batancor. So right? okay, so they're in qu- they're um, questioning somebody uh, when uh, Fezig. Oh, it's not Fezig. Fizig. Uh, Fizig. Fizig. Thank you. A uh, Godwin Fizig shows up and says, "Hey, guess what? You know the guy that killed uh, Betancourt, Midas Betancourt." We got oh, a yeah. hit. We got a hit on him. Um, oh and, shit! Uh, his and his name is Thane or Thane, yeah, something like that. The bad guy, who by the way is in this book <laughs> this for literally really no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking through it right now to find it out. A bad guy. Uh, um, Aaron bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> Aaron bad guy. Fade uh, Fade Thrain. Let's go with that. We'll call it that. Fade Thrain. Um, or is it Fade? It, it's well, Fade. It's F A Y D E. Interpret it how you want. Incorrectly. Probably. Okay. How I uh, so uh, Fezzig shows up and is like, hey, check it out. We got a hit. We found him. He's on this planet that we're on right now. And, and Eisenhorn said, that can't be. You know, we thought he was dead. So it goes into a little bit about how they thought he was dead. And then they load up for bear and go to hunt him after they verify where, where he is. All right. So you've got Beckwin, uh, the new kid, Godwin. We'll call him Red Shirt. Red shirt. Oh no, there are a bunch of red shirts on this mission. I like the way that they. Uh, yeah, there's a decent amount. There's like there's like ten red shirts on this mission. Um. Well, yeah, they're all main characters. <laughs> no, well, and they're so like true to true to his fashion of, of starting off with a big major battle at the very beginning of, of most of the books so far with with characters. He's like, all right, so I've got this guy now who is who's just joined me and he's a swordsman and and this person here she's a death cult assassin and this person you know like in the other previous books and he just wipes them all out right at the beginning like he does because you think they're going to be important and yeah, you get invested yeah, right away he, and then yeah. boom dead. abnett really good at making you so care about people watching and, game of thrones before you write books <laughs> 
except for you know he wrote these like 15 years <laughs> oh ago or whatever but the is books why, were around then. oh my god is that why george r, r. martin yeah. hasn't fi- finished the series yet because he was like well what happens with eisenhorn i need more books <laughs> haven't it dude finish <laughs> finish the what happens north of Ravener. the wall so um i like the way that they introduce uh that midas dies and then like they talk about well he's he's been dead for an entire book now but no, Midas Betancourt died at the uh, in between Eisenhorn and Malice because you're introduced to uh, no. Medea Betancourt. Yes, no, Medea, yes, is introduced in this book. No, no, she was in that in the previous book. Um, Wasn't she naked in Eisenhorn's kitchen in the previous book? Yeah, she was. When the, the, when the thing the, about how his robe fell. When the intruders oh, burst yeah. in. You're right. I'm wrong. And he's busy uh, getting a late night and, snack. And he had that Eisenboner. Yeah, and she came in with pasties. I forgot about the Eisenboner. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. Can't forget about the Eisenboner. Yeah. <laughs> it's the single eye of the Inquisition. <laughs> the big, meaty, fleshy skull on the end. <laughs> All right. Right. So uh, she's a, she wants blood because she knows that this is the guy that right. killed um, Thrain. Is the guy that killed her dad. So she wants revenge and... They go loaded for bear, um, and he's like promised her. He said, "We're no." Well, she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm coming." And he said, "Nope, you're gonna take the gun cutter and you're gonna fly back and just wait for my call." She's like, "Nope, I'm coming." And he says, "No, you're gonna go do this. I promise you, I will not kill him without you." Right. We're right. taking him for for questioning. Sure. So they get on. The, they get to this part of the world, this this island where he's on, and they they go start looking for him. The first thing they do is they run into a demented priest, um, who. You know, plays literally like no part other than to tell them how many bad guys there are and he, that he's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so they move on to try to, and as soon as they move past uh, taking the priest with them, because they're like, well, we can't leave him. You know, he's crazy. We got to make sure he's okay. So they take him with them and immediately set off an alarm, which triggers a bunch of guardsmen to come running towards them. Uh, and two of the red shirts immediately die in this. The, the guardsmen just start lighting them up. Hey, man, chaos guardsmen are no joke. With, uh, what, yeah. They're amazing. Cultists are so good now. The points cost. The guys, uh, so Eisenhorn actually stops all of the cultists by blowing a mine, just screams like, show yourself, and uses his, yeah, uses his major psychic powers, and they all stand up. Right. The priest that's with them shits and pisses himself. I don't know why Abnett felt that he had to put that in there. but Because of how did. powerful Eisenhorn is. Right. It's just, but everybody else that was with him uh, was either uh, Elizabeth Beckwin, who was a blank, or all these other people. Like they did not shit themselves. No, they were fine, or were size shielded with other stuff. Sure. So they, the cultists go, huh, and stand up, and they wipe him out. Uh, I always like the way the Eisenhorn psychic powers were portrayed like that, like stupid yeah. things like making someone stand up or making someone peek out of cover. So do you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Instead of like overt psychic power, it's like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Where he does like little things that like are super influential, right? Yeah, right. agreed. That's so kind of implanting like simple thoughts and commands, and so not going crazy with it, but just lean forward. Sure, so, or like cracking a rock in half, so, like to let the sunlight in. Yeah, or shining a, a bright flashlight at the Nazgul. You know, like things like that. Eisenhorn the Gray is like, yeah, you, you will not pass. He is gray. Yeah, not white. <laughs> Maybe black. So they wipe out the cultists and they start making their way towards the next thing when all of a sudden this building just shakes, just starts shaking and just fall, just explodes into pieces. 
and they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And lo and behold, what uh, Fade Thrain has done is fired up a long lost chaos warlord. Oh, this is where they go to that island. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. They're and on the island. Yeah. So they're fighting and, these guys. And then Eisenhorn puts on his like psycho pants and he shits himself. Yeah. Because a possessed chaos warlord titan is suddenly in front of him and a small inquisitorial retinue. And I really like the way they made this game accurate, as if, like, when you put a Warlord Titan on one side, and then an Inquisitor and, like, two Acolytes and a Death Cult Assassin opposite, it's exactly what happens in the game happens in the book here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the Warlord stands up and immediately just start hunting him because, you know, Thrain knows he's there. Right. Uh, and they're running and they're hiding and they're doing every stuff. Thrain's controlling it, but he's not really because it's a Chaos Titan, which means it's alive. Right. But it's not fully powered yet, so it's just kind of using bolter shell weapons and stuff like that. It doesn't have the plasma reactors. This sequence was so well written. Oh, it yeah. was. It really was. It was really suspenseful. Suspenseful. Yeah. It, it made well, the Titan into almost like a horror movie villain. Right. While at the same time keeping the, the sense of scale and, and ginormity of this Titan. It was still kind of like Freddy Krueger sneaking around. It's it's very well done, and this is by chapter three of the book. So I'm, you know, at this very point you're like, in. oh my god, if we got a warlord right now. These What's guys are going to die. They explained who they were a chapter ago. Yeah, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> Shit. Um, so you got uh, new guys on the uh, on the gun cutter with uh, Medea and Amos, who is the savant uh, mathematician fact guy that yep. he has. Um, everybody else is on the ground running for their lives from a warlord titan ducking and jiving um and they they split up cuz you know as as uh, you would you, as you would you know warlord can only follow one of you so obviously uh the warlord started following him so beckwin and a couple of the red shirts and a couple of the other guys that well they and, try and shoot it down in the plane and then it shoots the plane down oh it's right? we're not there yet oh, we're not sorry. yeah 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 no. no they come up with more oh beckwin i'm sorry i thought you were beckwin, talking about elizabeth beckwin the blank uh, batancor sorry yeah. go ahead so they they cross this rickety bridge the way it's, the way it's described you know the way that I pictured it was like this metal bridge to- held together with ropes and they're just running across it like the warlord's gonna yeah. be on one side going well how am I gonna get across there you know oh, can't cross that bridge I'll fall ten feet to my standing you know <laughs> to my um, slight <laughs> lunging yeah, position yeah uh, when all of a sudden an explosion happens on the other side of the island which makes the warlord turn and go searching and uh, who shows up but um, uh, Nail. Nail shows oh, yeah. up. His, his bounty hunter buddy. Harlan who's, Nail. Harlan Nail, who's tracking. He's hard as nails. Yeah. He is. He's, they're like, what the hell was that? And he goes, the best diversion I could muster for the t- right now. He hadn't yeah. soloed so hard in this fucking book. Oh, yeah. But I didn't <laughs> totally. turn against it. I super enjoyed his character. S- totally enjoyed it. He and actually gets better in Ravener, he, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Fuck, now I'm going to have to go check out Ravener. <laughs> well, we could do it. We could do it soon. Um... But so they set off the diversion. They run in for their lives. Uh, they send a Vox to the new kid who doesn't know um, their code. Because he's new. Because he's new. Because he, he can't go through But he, he was hoping he would be, yeah. He was hoping he would be smart enough to ask. <laughs> you don't want him to know because he's not going to be there that long. He was long. just there no, for he's the, the enemy, man. The medical benefits. No, he's, I don't think so. I, I, I really feel like this guy, this, this was a good, you know, new Inquisitor that was up and coming. And didn't know that he was going to die as soon as he joined Eisenhorn, unlike me, who immediately knew he was going to die when he joined <laughs> Eisenhorn. Um, and thought he was going to get some good experience and learn some good stuff. And he, he seems like actually a Oh, he got learned. 
Yeah, he, he did. Taught a lesson in he got, pain. He got taught. He got taught something. Might have sounded like oh. something else. Yeah, sure. Later. Uh, so they go. They they retreat to this uh, reinforced old church that the priest was a member of. Right. Uh, that was his priest building. It's like the strongest building on the island. They get in there, and Eisenhorn has this great idea that he and the other Inquisitor um, should use his force staff that he had made by the Magos to, to slay demon hosts and, right. and massive demon guys and channel into the Warlord, which is a psychic bump, and basically, hopefully, wipe it out using Beckwin. Like, they, they would worm their way in and go, hey, we're in. Beckwin, blanket. Like, step close to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, the plan was, they worked their way yeah, in. Yeah, they were super desperate at this point, because there's oh, no yeah. way killing it. They can't outrun it. Their cover is being blown up around I mean, them. Right. It got bolters. All you got to, enough shots, you'll be able to take Everything it wounds on sixes. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> um, so it's they, only they, toughness 12, guys. I, I still don't understand this plan. It only plan. has a two-up safe, right? Yeah. They're going to make a link between the staff and the titan, and then Beckman was going to blank the staff, and that was going to kill the Titan. Because so because it's a, a psychic chaos sign, right? And the machine spirit is is very much in control at this point, right? Um, because it's not fully a hundred percent powered up. The idea because this demon host sort of demony spirit, uh, machine spirit inside the Titan. If they shoot the Titan with this staff, with their concentrated psychic power, what's happening is the demon can kind of jump back through the portal here so something that they were having during this battle was the demon trying to attack them psychically so the idea is they channel their power they have this focus beam of psychic energy hits the titan the titan then goes back down this um to try to try and get rid of them psychically and then when beckwin comes and touches it shuts off their psychic connection shuts off this beam the demon spirit host has removed from the titan it goes inert. And it goes inert, so the Titan just stops. I mean, it, maybe on paper it works. <laughs> John, that's correct. That's correct. So, Does it work? But you didn't phrase it in the form of a question. Oh, so what you, is? So wah, the, wah, yeah. wah. Sorry, I'm going to have to deduct, deduct a thousand points from you. May God have mercy on your soul. Uh, so they, they give this a try. <laughs> and How does it work? Oh, it doesn't. Um, all it does is anger the Titan. I mean, kind of it works, right? Like, uh, I mean, not They break really. the staff? Yeah, they, yeah no, the staff is fine. They break the other Inquisitor. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, yeah. They yeah, break the other Inquisitor. <laughs> He's like, I'm... Uh, and, Eisenhorn's and, like, oops. So they... He steps out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, Betancourt, thinking she would help out, brings the gun cutter in and starts shooting at the Titan. Because, you know... Hmm. Everything wins on sixes. sixes. Right, That's yeah. Right. Uh, and the the thing immediately just downs the gun cutter. Um, shit is bad. Beckwin's fucked up because the feedback from the thing, because it didn't work, has thrown her clear across the room into the wall and possibly almost dead. Um, very close to dead. Uh, Eisenhorn's barely able to hold it together. Uh, the other Inquisitor has, you know, forgotten how to math. And... Because he's pretty much dead. And so the, the gun cutter gets down on the beach... He doesn't see any ejector pods, so he's assuming that everybody on board is dead. Right. Um, except that the warlord decides that it's going to walk over and finish him off. So this it, is like, the first on it. third of the book where yes. we're hearing everyone's dying. He's alone on an island with a warlord titan. Yep. His only escaper, you're like, oh, yeah, the gun cutter's here. They can escape now. Get shot down in one volley and then stomped on by the warlord. And you're just sitting here like, well, fuck. Um, <laughs> Good luck, dude. <laughs> 
So, so you got um, uh, the special new Inquisitor stealing gun cutter, other than the other Inquisitor that was with him. The special new Inquisitor manages to eject They're out of interns. the back, uh, but get shot with shot and killed by the, the warlord. So that's the end of him. He's gone. Uh, you assume that everybody inside is inside is dead because that's the way he writes. So uh, you lose Betancourt, Amos, and uh, Fezzik Godwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godwin Fezzik. Uh, you got Harlan Nail with currently with Eisenhorn, who's pretty much also backlashed out with no idea what to do. Uh, everybody's pretty much down, and so he does the only thing he knows what to do, and that is to uh, masturbate, release his demon host. Well, see, I was right. So doesn't he use the Inquisitor that's not quite dead, but like... Not yet. Dying? Yeah, oh, he does. So, he does that. Okay, never mind. So he, yeah, yeah. he grabs, he goes... Uh, so Cherubal's back at the vault. Right. Uh, back at home court in the in the vault. Buried, in his summer home. In Gudrun. Yeah. yeah his like nowhere near him. And, right. And he he uses the, uh, the Malleus Coda Dictum to release him with the uh, order of kill it. Right. So, uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi shows up, says, oh, you need me to help you? Cool. Blows up a warlord. Killing yeah, like, every- like no problem. Like no problem. Uh, and then... Like demon host should be on the table. Comes back to uh, Eisenhorn. And as he's coming back, like, well, this was fun. I'm out of here. Eisenhorn's like, just kidding. Hey, by the way, uh, unconscious Inquisitor. Uh, words. And now you're a demon host. Yeah, he... Did not get consent. It's important <laughs> yeah. to get consent yeah. in these was, situations. Uh, there was some possession rape going on there. Uh, so Eisenhorn's like, nobody saw it. We're good. We're, we're Where's just that fine. other Inquisitor body? Yeah. He's still Warlord. alive. He's right here. He's fine. Uh, yeah, look, he's moving around. When uh, when Amos and, uh, and Betancourt chime in from the beach and go, hey, uh, we made it out the back. We're Can still I be actually real alive. You? I'm like, thank God. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I was like, he killed off everybody. What is this book going to have? So, I mean, he did. He killed off a lot of people, but... It's going to be like Saved by the Bell. At this point, class. everybody is still alive that you still love, came to love in the last book in this book. Mostly. Uh, and uh, and except Beckwin, who never recovers. So. Nope. Yep. She goes brain dead. Yeah. Beckwin She's, goes brain dead from Eisenhorn's plan to defeat this warlord. Well, I, I think it comes... I think she went brain dead from being thrown at 700 miles an hour into a brick wall. But, but you definitely see kind of the rest of the book. That's a big driver for Eisenhorn as like his role in Beckwin's death. Right. And his general fondness of her. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like a great star-crossed lover story yeah. kind of. Yeah. He, he loves her, but he can't be with yeah. her. He's a know. Montague. She's a Capulet. Tough, tough break, man. Yeah. Tough break. And so they freeze her. Right. But that's, you know, give her the old Walt plenty Disney later. treatment. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Har- Harlan grabs her and he says, well, she's still alive. So they... She goes to the medical bay. They, they take her out and he has Harlan take her to the very best hospital on the planet. You know, like, if you could, whatever your best hospital is, they went there. It wasn't a cheapy freebie, you know. They didn't go to the clinic. Right. They didn't go to the dock in a box. They went... I'm sorry, what in a box? Cock in a box. Mm, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, box. they went there, but um, not, not. So you've on, got like just set, for socially. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got Harlan and um, oh, there's somebody else that goes with them. James. No, it's it's actually a named character, but uh, whatever. It's not dead. It's not a red shirt, and it's not dead. Uh, takes Beckwin, and they go to this hospital, and that's the last you hear of them. Okay. 
Okay. So you get well. It's is is Kara with them? Is Kara in this? Book? Yeah, Kara. That's who it yeah. is. It's Kara that goes there. That's who it was. I knew yeah. it was female. So, so Kara goes with him uh, to take Beckwin to to get fixed. He decides he's going to go to his summer home on you know Goodrin, on Goodrin. And he gets there and he's he's set up and he's just kind of chillaxing and and he's in his Barca lounger. Um, he's <laughs> he does some sparring because <laughs> he wants to practice. He wants to, he realizes he's out of shape. Yeah, bought um, some stuff on QVC. Yeah, got drunk and ordered a llama. You know, like you do. Uh, he a brooch, a llama brooch. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's nice. classy. Um, he chains up the new thing downstairs. Yep, S- as you do. So well, it's not even downstairs, right? It's like it's in like in a, a secret a, private room, right? But like it's like far away from his house, like under a big tree, yeah, because where there's like it, a little hangar. He wants it to be not known in case uh, stuff gets out, because he right. has he has a heart to heart with people that saw it, and he asks, "Hey, listen." So that's like the start of a D and D adventure, right? Yeah, like the secret cave where somebody hit, like a, a wizard, like held like a summoned demon there, so that the townsfolk wouldn't know, like when he died, and he dies, and everybody forgets about it, and then it like becomes unleashed. Kind of. I don't know. That that's sounds a like shitty a cool D and D adventure. Sounding. Whatever, it's be awesome, dude. <sighs> you just have no imagination, Dave. So we get back to the house, uh, and Medea is just upset that she doesn't know her dad. Like she never met Midas Betancourt. Okay, so they work a um, seance with this jacket that she always wears. His jacket, yeah, oh, so yeah. that she could get some some ideas of him. Is it Cerise or Circe or what is it? Something like that. It's yeah, it's she her her, mo- her mom that you know dies or whatever. Um, yeah. So they they get into this and it gets set up with the astropath. So they're doing this memory thing and you're seeing all this psychic stuff and she's experiencing it and she's enjoying it. When the house basically erupts uh, and explodes, uh, alarms go off. It's under attack by some stuff. All of the dudes and land speeders. Just just nuts. I want to see Astro Militarum land speeders. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be done with that. Mm -hmm. At this point, you know, you're thinking, well, it's the Inquisition. Obviously, somebody ratted them out. Right. For using the demon host. Somebody else on the island was like, oh, fuck, that dude used a demon host. He's in, that's Inquisitor Eisenhorn. Hey, a single Inquisitor defeated an entire warlord titan. Right. Maybe we should talk to him about that. Right. Um, (laughs) So, like, everybody in the, almost everybody in the house dies. There's a a member of the distaff uh, that he finds. Oh, yeah. um, A blank. And uh, she lives through the rest of the book. Surprising. Yeah, Um, somehow. Because, you know, you're like, who's this person? Oh, she's dead. And, like, the <laughs> arms master, like, tries to hold them up. These are, like, super professional, like, stormtrooper-style the, soldiers. Are, yeah, these are Tempest Scion's only mercenaries. Yeah. Um, they, uh, Amos, the the blank, and Eisenhorn grab all of the stuff Eisenhorn needs, and they, they GTFO. Right. Um, they get to it. They try and get to his hangar. Right. So they, they steal a land. They steal one of the speeders. And then they come back for Medea. Because, yeah. like, she's getting chased, and, like, he ends up fighting some of them and killing them and then getting her, but then the armsman, armsmaster dies. Uh, and the they astropath. All... They've, they've got oh, the astropath. Right, right, right. So they're, they're, ch- they're killing, just killing people. Like, at this point, the entire household guard is dead. The cooking staff is dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Except for the astropath and Medea, who have woken up from the study and are trying to escape. Um, they end up, like, a psychic backlash is felt um, from the astropath. And Eisenhorn you know, almost crashes the land speeder that he's flying, uh, which is probably a bad idea because, you know, 
super old guys shouldn't be allowed to drive. Bad news, man. Yeah. Um, and he probably just, didn't even have to take the RIN test again. <laughs> they, they he goes he's like oh if he was alive and just now dead what about Medea and sends a message and he gets a response from Medea of I'm running basically so he gets into this firefight with a couple of the speeders that are chasing him and shoots him down goes back for Medea gets Medea but she's gravely wounded you know seriously sure. hurt uh, gets her loaded up and goes and starts doing uh, starts trying to Han Solo the shit out of this in the Millennium Falcon while TIE fighters are shooting the fuck out of him, basically. I figured, yeah, I thought he, like, he was trying to escape and then one of them shoots him down, right? It's, yeah, um, he shoots down three of them. Right, he shoots down a bunch first, because like, um, he's, he's so, Eisenhorn, man. So he makes a mention to Midas uh, where he's talking about how Midas said, you know, like he said, you always would have been a good pilot like me, but the problem is you never see the bigger picture. So he shoots down what he thinks is the last one following him. And he's like, ha, I got the last one. I'd, he'd be so proud of me, you know, because the hunted became or the hunter became the hunted, and I got him, yay! And then he rises above the trees and gets blasted out of the air by the fourth one that was just up there waiting to spot him. Um, yep. The smart one, yeah. So they crash, but they manage to survive because you know you can't kill off Eisenhorn in the story he's telling. So uh, <laughs> turns out uh, the blank turns out an active narrator is not the easiest choice for a protagonist, right? Yeah. So uh, obviously they survive uh, the crash. It's not that bad. Um, he grabs his his special power sword and climbs up into the trees, high high up into the trees. The land speeder comes in to try to blow it up. Everybody is out safe land speeder comes in and, and goes under jump flies underneath him they shoot the crash land speeder blowing it up and like radioing back like yep we did it we killed him and that's when he jumps onto the roof and swings in through the open gun door of right. the other speeder all sorts of badass like he's not you know 500 years old <laughs> rejuvenate um, rejuven tr- treatments Dave, are did badass. it give you hope for the future that eisenhorn can accomplish all this <laughs> it does yeah i'm good at this bright age I can't wait to get all sorts of bionics like he does. Um, so go, go so gadget this, cock. He's got this. <laughs> <laughs> my luck, it would just be a helicopter blade out of the top of my head. Where's my boyoing sound? Well, well, the helicopter is just one of the moves that your that your Robocock can perform, Dave. <laughs> Robocock. <laughs> Sorry, servo-assisted penis. Do, 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 oh, do, I'm do, not PC. Do, you can call do, it a Robocock. Do, do, do. That's fine. Can't wait to get one of those. I'm going to satisfy so no women's. He fights Ed 209, or as he's commonly known as Erectile Dysfunction 209. <laughs> so he kicks, the, he, he kills the other guy snapping his neck when he, or the gunner when he jumps in. Yeah, no, and but it's like a totally pilot. badass, like, oh, like yeah, totally. Tom Cruise Mission Impossible style move right in there. Whoa. Man. That's awesome. Is it, is it me? It's not Danny. Well, that stopped it. This well, is yeah, a great radio. Turning yeah. off my phone stops that from happening. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he hijacks the pilot, uh, knocks him out, ties him up, takes the new speeder he's got, goes back and gets everybody, and retreats off to the uh, far side of the planet um, where he knows somebody from a long time ago who's a medic and teaches classes on how on being a medic. And a former lover. And a former lover, kind of. Yeah. Dakota. I mean, they bone, for sure. You couldn't remember the name. Whenever you were, can't remember the name, I'm just going to make it up. So okay. D- <laughs> Dakota. Dakota? Okay. Why? Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dakota. Dakota Fanning. 
No, no, that would be ridiculous. It's Dakota Tanning. Tanning. <laughs> um, yeah. So but they that's go to the his like re- recuperation Former. station. Yeah, and he gets there, and he's 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 got the thing, and he's trying to. He has the medics save uh, Medea. By the way, every time you say Medea, it makes me think of Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lordy. So, like, the, the doctor's all concerned about the prisoner and, like, him torturing him and that kind of stuff. And Which so, he's doing because he wants information well, on it. Oh, yeah. But these guys are like, he, he has a mental block. Fake identity. Like, right. It's like, it's really bad. Oh, it's crazy. So, it's taking him a long it's like time. A top-notch rebrand. Yeah. Sure. They right. get, there you go. <laughs> They dope him up with all sorts of drugs so they can get on there and, and just and get and get the information. She's monitoring him to make sure he doesn't die from the drugs, and he, he gets a little bit of information, but not really very much, you know. Right. Um, in the meantime, Amos has been scouring the news feeds to see if there's anything else, and they discover that literally everybody he knew, and every base of operations he had, and all of his allies and everybody else were killed. Oh yeah, it was pretty much Operation it was, Fuck Eisenhorn. It was, it was Order Sixty Six Eisenhorn. We just went to town on him. Um, so he's and so they're trying to figure out who who the bad guy is. And at this point, like entire sectors of hives were blown up. He loses like the the like he had the distaff is killed. The distaff, which is like hundreds um, of blanks that he had amassed over the years. Yep. Yeah, his old apprentice Shanabel dies. Like they they blow up his office. Shanabel uh, was uh, somebody else's apprentice that worked with him in one of the books. In yeah, the but this book. became his interrogator because remember he inherited him after the other one died. Right, but he at the end of that book he be, he went on to become a full fledged interrogator. Yeah, eventually himself. he signed right. him on. Yeah. So there was you know that guy's apartment was blown up. Um, there was a vacationing family on I think it was Island at this X point that dies. The Dan Abnett had read the Red Wedding for Game of Thrones. <laughs> huh. Kill all of your cast. Yeah, okay. nice. Sounds like good. It. Yeah. So uh, they get this information, uh, and they go they go into town, and they try to they send out uh, coded messages using their uh, their system. Glossier. Snapchat. Glossier. Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling cute might delete. On glue on the on planet sends a bunch of pictures of his dick so people know he's alive. <laughs> it's Robo Dick, maybe. Yeah, he he slits him into some DMs. Mm. <laughs> Me sliding Still into alive. some DMs. You up? <laughs> what about you? Uh, he gets a response from Harlan Nail. Mm. Um, Saying that he's still alive, the Jason Statham of the 40k universe. Yeah, that's a yeah, good way totally. to describe him. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, he says, "I'm I'm good." They send they send a Glossier message back and forth, and they decide they're going to meet at the end of this planet and uh, and take, you know, get out get off world, get get to safety. Um, he goes back and discovers that uh, the doctor has released the prisoner accidentally by loosening the bonds because she was worried about him. Yep, because she's a doctor, you know, so obviously she's she needs a to make goddamn sure. pussy. Um, so Eisenhorn says, "Well, we got to fucking go now." So. He takes the he makes the doctor go with him. She's like, "Well, what about me?" He's like, "He was here. He saw you. He knows you. He's gonna kill you. That's all there is to it. They killed everybody with me. You have to come now for safety. Right. Plus, I want some of that sweet, sweet Doctor Punani. So mm-hmm. they uh, they get diagnose you twenty cc's a dick. That's a liquid measurement. <laughs> <laughs> just just so you know, it's certainly not solid. Ah. Uh, 
Right. So they get on uh, the Snowpiercer uh, train. Uh, and <laughs> I did really enjoy this train. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. It was cool. So these sequences kind of explain like Goodrin more. It kind of delves back into book one a little bit. And kind of it was gives us really a chance to breathe after the first what half of the book, which has like entire. Half. It's like the first ten percent of the book. Like, but it's yeah, entire like retinues on warlord fights, and then everyone you know and love dying, and all these assaults and everything being taken away. Um, the train was just like a really nice decompression for a little bit, a very little bit, very little bit. Uh, you know, he has a nice dinner date with the doctor lady, uh, Dakota, I believe her name was. Um, yeah. Dakota Tanning. Dakota Tanning. <laughs> Doctor um, Tanning. Doctor Tanning. Uh, they Doctor make, Tanning Tatum. They make a couple stops. <laughs> you know, he gets off at one of the stops and checks in with Harlan to see where he's at. And Harlan says, "You know, I've already landed. I'm here. I've got transportation waiting. As soon as you get here." Um, and he gets back on the ship or gets back on the train, and, and the train is going along, but it's it's got to slow down because snow, and it's not a snow piercer like you know, like it should be. Like it should be. Uh, and apparently this train is the way that, like, the rich people travel on this planet. Like, you could fly someplace, but why would you fly when you could just travel on a train? Makes right. perfect sense, you know. And well, it could be really fast. And also they explain... Kind faster of than flying. They in, say that. In the first well, book... But it's um, more secret. All of the ruling elite were asleep, and now in this book, they're all that's kind of waking up. That's a different planet. Or yeah. is it a different planet? Yeah, it's on a different planet. I mean, that's, probably that's, still that's, accurate. That's, they that's never go Goodrin, back to that planet. Yes, they do, actually. Mm-hmm. Goodwin Physic's planet, that's that's the planet he met Goodwin on. Um, Goodwin Physic. Yeah, yeah. When, they go back to it? Yes, when? they do. Later. In the book. I'll get I don't there. remember that. They do. Dave will remind us. I'll remind you. Uh, so, <laughs> right, he's leading us, though. Yeah. So, uh, all of a sudden, the train gets boarded. Um, it's the same mercenaries, uh, including the guy that he had captured. Because, you know, obviously, they let him go. Uh, once they let him go, he tracked him, and, and they're, they're fighting on the rooftop of this train. Uh, the power sword gets knocked from his hand, and he manages to uh, kill the guy anyway because he's uh, Eisenhorn and a badass, right? Sure. So uh, the train stops when they get boarded, and, and the, the guys are starting to try to kill everything. It does make it easier to board. Uh, Eisenhorn's crew, Amos, uh, a dead Medea, the blank. And, uh, and the doctor somehow managed to kill everybody along with Eisenhorn, you know, that was attacking the train. The conductors uh, and the train engineer are like, oh, well, hey, would you will stop and answer to us. And he's like, listen, there's like 15 dead people around here and we did it. Do you really want to fuck with us right now? Engineer guy. And the guy's like, well, what am I going to do? And he's like, I'm Inquisitor Eisenhorn. I mean, he could have just started with that. He didn't have to be a dick about it. Well, he did. He's Eisenhorn. But he can. So yeah. he did. <laughs> So he, he shows him the badge and goes, this train is now mine. Get me to this city. I own it. Yeah. Shit. Being an Inquisitor fills so many of my childhood dreams. <laughs> I could drive a train. I can be a space cop. Um, buying what something cowboy, from though? somebody in, to spite them. Also, One of my dreams. Yeah. Buying people. Mm. Sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does that. Yeah. So they get down there. Uh, and, you know, the, the last you hear is their, their heading door. And they get there. And so he walks, uh, Eisenhorn walks into a bar that he's supposed to meet Harlan Nail in. And orders this joke. Drink. <laughs> Eisenhorn walks into a bar. Why the long face? I'm not Inquisitor Azima. Um, that's a horse face joke. I don't joke get it. Because one of the Inquisitors, uh, oh, it's Heldane. Heldane has the I, horse I face. Heldane has a horse face. Yeah, Heldane the horse face. Horse face, Heldane. Have another Bud Light. You'll be fine. 
Uh, you'll get it in another. I don't get it. <laughs> so he walks into this uh, cantina where there's some music playing. Uh, and it's, I would it's play quiet. the music, but it would pop us on YouTube for right. copyright. Because <laughs> you know the song? Fucking Disney. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and somebody walks over and at this point they've discovered who the person is that they're looking for uh, that was looking for them through research and figuring out uh, it was Pontius it's Pontius Claw's daughter okay the, the bad know, they yep. knew that already I mean at this point in time they, they, before they, meeting her they it knew was, it was her it was, and it wasn't Nail I mean I knew they knew it was somebody and not they knew Nail it was somebody. no they, they didn't they, at this point he didn't actually know that it wasn't Nail he had a suspicion that he was walking into a trap because I thought that he he told Nail something that or like told her something that only Nail would know and Nail responded incorrectly right and that is actually revealed in this cantina scene oh okay so it's do, 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 do. don't do it do, do, do. Don't do it. Don't do not do it. <laughs> ah, there goes all the monetization from you this can't, episode. You, you, can, oh. you can't even hum it? Oh, I'm sure. If, Disney, if somebody from Disney hears it, you know, we'll be fucked. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, in this bar, we'll we just, have this meeting, like the secret meeting <laughs> that was just kind of set up. Chick. Hold on. We'll use the vanilla ice defense. No, no, no. Theirs goes, do 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 Ours goes, do 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 yeah, sure. same song. This has been Different your episode song. of Law Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they get to this cantina. He orders some weird drink, pays for it. Uh, it's in a glass. It's made of ice. It actually stuck out to me. He sits there long enough waiting for Nail to show up that the glass melts and the drink is just pouring all over the table when uh, the somebody gets up and starts walking over to him and he, you know, starts talking, saying, hey, are you uh, so-and-so, the person? So knew it was a trap. She's like, aha, we have you surrounded. We tricked you after all, and this is where you die. So he starts asking her questions, to which she says, I'm not, I don't have to tell you that. He said, listen, I'm about to die. What harm is there in telling me? She's like, all right, fine. I am Pontius Claw's daughter. We're trying to get this stuff taken care of. So this is where you realize that the subtitle of this book is Eisenhorn Hereticus, Revenge of the Glaw. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> so she's she's telling him all this stuff about how he, you know, got free and made the uh, had the other uh, the Megos make him a body. So well, he's yeah, moving I, around. Eisenhorn told him to. Yeah, that was the Eisenhorn's rule was give this guy a body. Wink. Um, it was Eisen- give this guy a body. Wink. You know, well, I don't remember. No, the wink. no, no. It, it was, was like legitimate. One hundred percent. Give yeah, this he, guy a body. He didn't want him to give him a for real body. He wanted no, to he did. He's no, a, he's a man of his word. Yeah. He wanted him to give him a body, not For a the good one. Part. Not a good one. Yeah, he did. Well, he didn't get a great one though. Yeah, until he, did. he tortured and murdered the the guy to make him a great one, right? Well, right. Once he got body A, he then got body B by killing him. Yeah, but he can't experience like the same. Which, by the way, that Magos, who we grew to love in uh, Malleus, also killed off dead. screen. Yeah, killed off screen. Yeah, told about later. By the way, this guy's dead now. Yeah. Uh, so sh- she explains it to him. She's like, "Well, now it's time for you to die," and he says. Lol, just kidding, and takes down the mask uh, to reveal the uh, mercenary that he had been impersonated. He'd used the mercenary and cast a psychic glamour on so it looked like him, kind of. And they blow up the bar using that guy, killing this person. Psychic bomb. Psychic bomb. Something he never thought he'd ever use because it's kind of evil. But awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. Kills all those people. Now has the information. This book is really Eisenhorn losing his support system and usual way of doing things and adapting 
using what he's come across in his career. So he's not doing he's doing these evil heretical things, but he's doing that because that's the option he has at that moment. It's the best tool he's got. Yep. Uh, they get they manage to get off planet uh, on the onto the Essex with our old buddy the uh, the pirate ship captain. <laughs> the Essex. It's the ship is actually called the Essex. Yeah, it's yeah. a I terrible it the, suburb. I thought it was the Essene. Oh, is the Essene? Essene. Yeah, I like okay. Essex because it's a terrible suburb outside London. Well, the Essex is a unless you're famous a podcast listener ship. from Essex, like which no, is still terrible, and you would agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's a famous ship that was attacked by a sperm whale and sunk. Ooh. So, so they get on the ship. Um, they're he's talking like to. <laughs> she was attacked by my sperm whale and sunk. Get, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just call he, me James Cameron because I like to explore sunken wrecks. <laughs> Please continue. Sorry, moving on. Please, moving Dave, on. tell right. us Please tell us continue. more of the story. So, it, it, it's at this point he talks to Amos and Medea, who is fully recovered now um, from all of her injuries, about what they saw and ask him. And Amos says, listen, we've been friends for a long time. No, I'm not going to say shit about it. We're, we're fine. And Medea says, listen, <coughs> you did what you had to do. I get that. I'm just noticing that lately what you had to do is becoming more and more easy for you. Um, he tells the ship captain in a secret private room everything that he's done just to unburden his soul and uh you know everything uh, the malice uh codiceus the the demon host everything he's got right uh when they get a message from godwin physig that he's alive which they didn't they thought he was dead somehow he survived uh he meets them up on the Essene uh and talks to him and and he says and he witnessed the using of the demon host on and has a serious problem with it. Mm-hmm. He's he's you know he's a very good, righteous kind of guy, very law abiding. He's like he's the kind of guy who's like yeah I got two rules you follow those we're good. Yep. So they have it out like hey I need your help and uh, Fezzik says I can't do it and he leaves. He goes back. That's when he goes back to his home planet with the people waking up. Eisenhorn follows him there to beg him and meets him in a bar. Uh, to beg him to come back. And they have a drunken thing where he says, listen, just turn yourself in. Uh, and the planet is waking up at this point, so they're talking about the party. I think it's just kind of like a small throwback to that opening scene because mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. happens there other than this argument. Sure. Um, and, and he says, well, listen, if you can't be with me, then you can't be with me. Only a Sith feels an absolute. Right. Totally, totally turning dark side here. He gets back on the scene, and they get. turns out they get a message from Harlan Nail. Uh, it's actually from Ravener who Harlan and uh, Beckwin and uh, Kara are, are with. They survived because Beckwin apparently needed to get moved to a different floor. Uh, so the floor they blew up, they weren't on, and they survived. They got off planet secretively. So they go to this planet to meet Ravener. Uh, Ravener is talking to him, uh, and he's receiving all this information. Uh, he's got been given a vision from an Eldar. So Ravener also using bad stuff to, to to the good end yeah that, that's a really Who good kind of also there There's right eldar there yeah yep. yeah it's kind of a Farseer. really nice juxtaposition where again uh eisenhorn is using more heretical chaos means to defeat people 
and Ravener is using Xenos uh, to get so kind of going against the different orders that they're in at the time. So the Farseer tells him, "Hey, listen, I've got I've had this vision of this half man walking, who's going to destroy the universe, basically, uh, kill millions and millions of people, uh, six days time from now or something along those lines." And and he says, "Well, what about what happens after that? What do you see?" And he says, "Nothing. There is nothing after that. It's blank. There is no future." Which I feel as a farseer, he should be freaking the fuck out a little bit more. Obviously, than that. enough to go talk to Ravner and be like, "Hey, listen, we need to do something about this guy." Maybe um, he's the only one who saw that that mm, future or something. Um, I mean, they don't they don't mention his name. He just refers to him as my lord farseer. Right, right. Um, his name is probably unpronounceable <laughs> by the human tongue. Yeah, it's, sounds like the Daryl Hannah from Splash. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. What's that about? God yeah. Ravener just kind of says. That's all he does. <laughs> um, Ravener, do you agree? <laughs> Double yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they set up this. Basically, they do this astropath thing like, uh, to figure out what Claude did. They track down the area that they think he was at, and they get like 100 astropaths or something stupid like that. And they do this thing to, to see the psychic thing of what happened. And so they're seeing just a little bit of it. And they see uh, an Ogryn, uh, Glaw, and, you know, some other person, random nobody care guy, um, standing there talk, uh, talking, and all of a sudden they Chad see what Rick. they're looking for. So He's a real Chad. The, they reveal to him, the Farseer reveals to him, that there used to be a race a long time ago that inhabited these seven planets. Uh, they were a demon race, or believed to be a demon race, before the beginning of time living on these planets and and what Glaw is looking for is the weapon used by one of these guys so this was an old feudal system and when the people were killed it's the demon king's chariot right right yeah but it was a big badass weapon that yeah kind of like you know the psychic power is a big e if you will you know you're just gonna eliminate stuff people are gonna think something's gonna get a little battery on their headphones or something and start plugging stuff in john that might work <laughs> That one sounds more comical somehow. What are you playing? Qbert now? What the hell was that? That's uh, when Ravener gets aroused by some heresy. Boing? (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) Boing? That's the sound of his robo-penis hitting the top of his robo-coffin. His robo-penis is inside of his coffin? Well, yeah, it's on his body. Do you think he has like a piss flap on his chair? No, he just has a drainage tank. Maybe he has like a robo-dick. It's just a hole. Well, he just like leaks piss everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah, would you? you not what are you gonna do? He's, him. he's like the second most powerful psyker in the entire Imperium at this point. It's like he what probably are you gonna do? just like eliminates his waste through psychic power. Mm, maybe. Okay, sounds Thank good. You. Uh, so they create this uh, seance and they figure out what's going on. Eisenhorn says, "Hey, listen, uh, widen it, make it make it bigger." And they're like, "What do you mean, make it bigger?" Because you see the ogre and freak out. And it's like looking at something off screen that they can't see mm-hmm. in, the, in the thing. So they make it bigger. And the far seer steps out. It's like, I will help out with my Eldar psychic powers. Boom. Makes it sturdier. They see what it is. They see the location of where this chariot is buried. And they pack up their shit and they get ready to leave. Now, the far seer, there's an issue, uh, an, a scene what happens with the far seer and Ravener in a tent. Okay. Uh, where he's... He, uh, Eisenhorn goes in to talk to Ravner about it. And like, where do you get this information? He's like, don't worry about it. And the Farseer walks out. And Toby Longworth, by the way, does a great Eldar uh, Farseer voice. And by that, I mean, it was the worst thing I've ever heard. It's the first time I've ever heard I a voice. I think all of the, the Eldar audio is like 
inward breathing when they talk or something yeah, like that. Maybe. I mean it was just like <laughs> Yeah, it's it, I, I believe it's yeah. meant to make them seem more otherworldly. It was like that weird sound thing that people are doing with the low quality audio. It sounds like Vault are we talk about the podcast again? Uh, no, but it sounds like Voldemort. Sort of the way Voldemort talks. Oh, that's weird. Maybe. People talk. Look, what they need to do is do the thing like they did in Dawn of War, where they have like two voices speaking at the same time, and there's like, like a where little kind of echoes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that sort was like, like that. There. That, that would have been a better way to go. But luckily, if you're reading the book, you don't have to worry about that. You know, because you can make the Eldar sound however you want, which is what I do. Hmm. And they all sound like Donald Duck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> How did you know that? I never told anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> What was that, Lord Parseer? Casting Smite. <laughs> That's Smite. He's definitely going to see us now. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, is doom. Uh, <laughs> so he reveals to Ravener that he's got the uh, um, Malleus uh, Codices, the book, the bad book. And the he's book got of the, the dead. Host, and the Eldar's like, yeah, it's true. And the Eldar freak, he's like, you're carrying it on you? Oh, my God. He's like, know? oh, my God, no, why? Yeah. Like, what the, he breaks out of you? the accent, and it's yeah. just like an edgy goth kid. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. Why would you carry that with you? Um, they figure out where it's at, and they get, you know, they they get back on board, and they they go to look for it. He gives the book to Amos because Amos says, "Listen, I gotta decide. Let me read the book. You know, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure out exactly where it is and how we do this." So he takes uh, the Evil Chaos book, and he starts reading stuff out of it, mm, figuring it out. That's a super smart thing yeah. for a so when you have savant. A, <laughs> yeah, right. So when you when you've got the Necronomicon, you know, which possesses people. Uh, and you got to be somebody powerful to not get possessed. Uh, definitely don't give it to somebody that's not powerful. So he did, uh, naturally. Uh, Eisenhorn, but he does get it figured out. He figures out where the exact location on this planet is. They figure out the planet, but he figures out the exact location of where this burial tomb is, which has the Chariot of Doom in it. He starts to realize that Amos has been starting to become possessed by the book. Right. Um, kind of does a little bit of a golem, my precious. Yeah, on. yeah. He's like, "Hey, give me back the book. Oh, it's in here somewhere, buried in the papers. I'll get it back to you later. Don't worry about it." Yeah, no. How about you just give it to me now? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gives him the book, but he's uh, he's visibly changed. You know, the clocks in Amos's room are not running right. They're just chiming randomly for no reason. You know, it's terrible. Um, but they have the information they need. He asks Amos about it. And it turns out that uh, Cherry, Wild Cherry Pepsi is the one that actually gave him the information in exchange for getting himself freed from underneath this tree in the middle of nowhere. Which he did. Later. Hopefully, maybe. Spoilers. What if they haven't read this far, John? I mean, okay. too bad. Uh, <laughs> so sad. So they, they, head, they stop at a station uh, to get refueled up, to get make the jump to light speed to get to this planet they need to go to. Uh, and they get off and they, they're talking and who should show up but uh, Godwin Fezzik. Yeah, that's a bad sign. <sighs> so, yeah, the guy who He's said he was done with you, he could no longer follow you. He'd been sending messages. You're like, breaking my heart, Annie. You're going down a path that I can't follow. <laughs> Except that he did. He kept messaging back like, hey, you know, I, I changed my mind. You're going to need my help. I want to help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. And Eisenhorn just said, nope, no. tell him no. Tell him no, no matter what. Just tell him no. And Except then he told him yes. Medea told him yes. We're exactly where they were going to be so he could meet him. Uh, and he asks him a couple questions and decides to check whether or not he's lying and says, hey, how come you're psychically shielded and I can't read your thoughts? And he's like, so that you wouldn't know I was going to do this. And he draws on him, uh, pulls out a gun, 
two other Inquisitors, Heldane and Osimus, show up. Uh, they pop out and they arrest him for for heretics. And he's like, "Listen, we we don't have time for this. We've got to go stop this crap. This guy is going to wipe out the universe. He wants to kill everybody because he's an asshole." Which he is. Yeah. So uh, they subdue him with force blasts. Get back on the ship. Start interrogating everybody where the book is. They want the evil book. Heldane wants the evil book. He's like, I just, I want the evil book. You're a traitor. You're going to burn for this. But just before you do, book, just let me please. check out the book for just, a minute. Where's the book? I want a book, please. <laughs> book, please. <laughs> book, please. God, now all I can think about is money, please. Yeah. Mm. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hand, hand out. Book, please. Um, so they, it, they're sitting there. Um, they're trying to interrogate. They kill the break the shit out of the ship's captain they're asking how many people there are on board yeah they kill the the ship's captain no no i oh. was just trying to think of where my john ralph yosh t-shirt was <laughs> what a weird segue for no reason huh? all right huh? um my mind is a strange john place Ralphio, anyway so they kill the ca- the ship's captain uh john ralphio uh when they discover he's not actually human <laughs> um and they're just maxilla Hitting, yeah, Maxilla. They're trying to beat the shit out of Eisenhorn's psychic defenses so they can get the information where the book is. Right. And Eisenhorn's like, ha fools. Too bad you didn't search me. You took all my weapons. But guess what? The book's in my coat pocket because I carry it. <laughs> um, the ship suddenly starts tearing apart from uh, ripping its moors without popping the docking clamps and it just start, starts pulling away. They start asking the ship captain, who is like 90% dead at this point, how come this is happening? Hey, sorry we killed you. Why is this happening? Uh, Fezzik's like, wait, 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 wait. Maybe, uh, what are you guys doing? I thought we were going to you know, take him and get him saved and save his soul and everything. This is bad. Well, I've been on the ship before. I guess I'll go. uh, Because Godwin Fezzik in the second book was on the ship, lived on the ship outside of Cadia doing all the research. So he's familiar with the ship. So he tried to stop it. When the whole fucking control panels blow up, shit is just getting nuked. They're trying to figure out what happened and who should show up, but newly released uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi because Amos released him. He's a smart cookie. So Amos shows up to save him, or uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi shows up to save him, and uh, Heldane's like, well, I could take a demon host. I'm Heldane. Nope. A long-faced. Yeah. Um, I have a horse like face. Warlord Titan. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm tougher than a Warlord Titan. So, uh, Ozma, who is uh, just like, uh, like been go for it. to Total Inquisitor, he's like, I'm going to... He's in he's, charge of the he's sector. He's sword fighting with Eisenhorn, who has managed to get his power sword back at this point. Yep. And he's like, I'm going to kill you, because if I kill you, then you won't be able to control the demon host, and it'll go away. Except Eisenhorn's like, you idiot, I'm not controlling the demon host. That's <laughs> <laughs> not me. Uh, and when all of a sudden, his head blows up. Uh, because uh, the ship captain... Who is has, has digital uh, Jokero digital rings? Shoots a shot and kills Ozma's head. Meanwhile, Heldane is fighting Cherry Bale, who's laughing his ass off. Just like <laughs> probably not even fucking trying. He's got like, the way like a four year old will fight you. In, right. my, in my head, he's, hand on the forehead. He's <laughs> he's got one hand behind his back. He's just using a finger like a sword to block the power sword that's being swung at him. Just like <laughs> <laughs> laughing like yeah. an asshole. Uh, he rips the ship open in half. The flooring, Heldane trips and falls into it, and then he closes it on him, on his legs, trapping him there, and then lights him on green fi- on hellfire. Just like, here you go, be on fire now, you dick. 
To be fair, he sort of deserved it. He, and did, he, he is a giant he dick. He burns through the rest of the scene screaming. Like, he was not just like, oh, no, Man, it's really Man, imagine if hot. this was, like, turned into a TV show and you have this really, like, cool one-on-one scene between, like, Eisenhorn and like, they're trying to figure out what's going on next. And all you can hear in the background is screaming. Yeah, just, ah! You know what's crazy is he didn't even die. No. Yeah, that's right. He didn't. Because he's in the Gaunt's Ghost books later. Um, He should have died. Well, he doesn't. Um, no, I'm just saying he, he should have died. They burned for a long time, yeah. but apparently just stopped. You know, doesn't need sunscreen um, anymore. Eisenhorn <laughs> grabs Medea uh, and and Kara. Kara's, a, Kara's also there. And they they make for the other exit. You know, they've got Harlan Nails leaf. getting this this other ship. Har- Harlan Nails are off with uh, Ravener. Because I think Kara stays with Ravener. Did he stay? Oh, I'm pretty sure she does. I think okay. it's oh, just... Oh, no, no, I'm not thinking Kara. The blank. I'm the blank. Oh, the yeah, blank. yeah, whatever her name is. Um, Super important because she's the last one like left. But Tammy Tater, Tammy, mm. Tammy Blanks and Nader, um, Barbara so they, Blank. They're they're making their way to the escape pod because they know that the ship is about Nancy to blow Null. up. <laughs> Come on, Barb, we're going to the escape pod. Eisenhorn <laughs> is now Southern. <laughs> All right, yeah. So uh, they go. To, so they get to the planet, right? No. Oh, what no. am I? So they're sprinting to the escape pod when Fezzig, who's not dead, shows up and says, Eisenhorn, stop. You have to get this done. And Eisenhorn's like, listen, I see you've got a bolt pistol out. You can either get on the ship with us and leave, or you're going to die here because this is what's going to happen. I'm leaving. So he turns to walk away and shoots out his knee. Uh, Which I thought was amazing. Yeah, totally amazing. No one ever does the come back or else. They usually let like the hero walk away and they put down their gun and paint like, oh, I couldn't do it. But no, he's just like, fuck you. Bang. Shoots him in the knees like, listen, you know what? I I didn't want to do that, but I can we can save you. We can save you. Stop running and let us save you. And he's like, I you fucking idiot. I have to go stop Glaw. Otherwise, everything's we're all going to die. So he blows out his other knee, uh, leaving him there when um, Medea shows up and kills him. Um, which shocked me, you know, like because she's the one that brought him there. Like, hey, we're best friends. Well, he High took five. out both knees. Next is the dick. You got to shoot him. And then they bind. Right. Um, oh, true bail. Right. So they, Amos, and everybody's on the ship. And he says, Amos, how did you know that? Amos is like, I memorized the book, bitch. I don't need the book anymore. I right. memorized it. Uh, and they bind uh, Cherubiel into uh, a new host. So. And a better binding this time. With less, consent. Less powerful. No. Mm, still dead guy. <laughs> sort of consent. Still no consent whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Cherry Bill comes for them and tries to kill him, and, and they manage to bind him into a new body. Uh, Again. Without any sort of consent. And they make it a better body because there's two of them who know the rules and stuff this time when they're they're testing it. So they, they reduced his power, if you will. So he, he could not now blow up a Warlord Titan. Okay. Until they, until they unleash I him. mean, it's just regular Imperial Knights from here on out. No Warlords. Maybe a Hulverin. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get to the planet. They go looking for... They split up in their strike teams. Ravener's with one. There's another strike team of complete red shirts. Uh, Ravener's got mostly red shirts. And then the Farseer has a bunch of Dire Avengers And the there. Farseer mm-hmm. has Dire Avengers. Uh, and they're looking for the entrance to this tomb, trying to find it. And shit is just popping up out of nowhere. Like these these enforcers who work for Claw are popping up out of nowhere. They can't right. figure it out. Almost like cult ambush is the way I saw it. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, well, yeah. like super ambush. Yeah, like a yeah. like hundred times better. Out of time and space. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I imagine them like walking up the mountain, like in you know in Lord of the Rings when they're walking over the mine, 
and like they're like I've on the edge of the Lord mountain of the Rings. and they're kind of going up there and it's like snow everywhere it's kind of how i imagined it it's just kind of like this really isolated kind of mountain oh, path interesting i don't like and movies where people, people walk a lot john because i imagined it kind of like a sphere right mm-hmm. but carved into the sphere were like is like a maze yeah and they were trying to go through the maze yeah. Cause like they describe it actually as a maze. Oh, yeah, I'm t- thinking about another part. I agree with you. The way the book describes it is correct. <laughs> so, um, they've got Ravener's Merc archaeologist guy with them for some reason, and he's looking at these swirl patterns on the ground, and he's like, "These are so amazing! I'm going to write a paper and become famous." When he just gets absolutely and utterly obliterated, there was nobody around him, yeah. and Laz Fire comes out of nowhere, and he's dead. They can't figure out where the last fire comes from. They discover that the the swirls on the ground are actually keys to unlock the other dimension that the planet is holding. Right. Where these people are popping out of at the same time. Uh, They get one of the doors open. A couple people take damage. Some of the red shirts they've been given um, die, obviously, like the archaeologist. Uh, Harlan Nail doesn't make it into this. So it's basically like the door opens for X amount of time uh, and they sprint for it. Now at this point, uh, Ravener is like fifty percent machine from his. He's got because he has like no Eisenhorn. You mean Eisenhorn? Sorry, Eisenhorn. Yeah, like Ravener was legs. also fifty percent machine. He has like a leg support kind of exoskeleton. <laughs> but it's on the really shitty because I, he wouldn't go get like real metal help. Yeah. You know the leg braces that Forrest Gump has. Yeah, They're that's like, how that's, I imagine. Yeah, totally how I pictured it. <laughs> yeah. Only he walks forwards like a waddling pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah, he's yes. really slow. It's wired into his skull in a weird fashion, and somehow he makes it through the door along with. Uh, Cherubale and the uh, one of the other guys, um, we'll just call him Charles. Ralph. We'll call him Ralph. Um, Ralphio, because he's you know Rufio, really not that important in the grand scheme of things. Um, <laughs> they get through the they they make their way through it, uh, but they have to use uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi to find the path because they can't see it and he can. Right. So he leads them through. They got on a platform to go up to where Glaw, uh, the bad. Uh, Pontius Glaw is and you know firefight ensues blah 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 people die left and right they get up there and he starts talking to Pontius Glaw about this and Glaw's like I can't wait to kill you this is going to be amazing (laughs) Um, and he pulls out his own demon host to battle with uh, to Cherry Bale Pokemon battle ensues yeah word Cherry Bale I choose you better Cherry Bale I choose you and he mentions actually mentions that Cherry Bale is you know he's like oh my guy's better than yours he doesn't have his power restricted. He's level restricted. 30. Yeah. And your yeah. fire-type demon will be succumbing to my water-type demon. <laughs> <laughs> um, they fall over a cliff. Super effective. You know, like you he expect. Which makes no sense because they can fly, but they're falling and fighting, yada, yada. Sure. Um, they can fly back up. Eisenhorn manages to defeat Glaw, killing Robo him. Glaw. In, 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 like, the most anticlimactic-sounding thing ever. You know, like... And he shot him once, yeah. And thus he did fell. I don't remember if he if he like psychics him, and does and shoots him and stabs him it like was, all at the same time. It was like, like a like, paragraphs worth of. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just boop. He's he boops him on the nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's his deactivation uh, button. And there's no yeah no activation anymore. And Glaw is defeated. And then I think he destroys the Pontius. He he realize, he says, listen, you know, the only way to stop me is with the book. And he's like, you'd be a fool to have brought it because then, uh, then I have it. And he goes, wait, I did, brought- did you bring it? Oh, shit. And then dead. So, you know, 
that's literally Red. literally the, the last page is he goes hey here it is uh oh shit dead and that's basically how the book ends <laughs> was with yeah eisenhorn killing golf. still Claw. declared hereticus i believe so still uh so i don't i don't know Still hereticus by the end of the book, based on the events in the book. Because oh, everyone, um, who for could, sure, he is. Like, believe me, for for everyone who could exonerate him is dead. Yeah. Well. Well, no. And the means so he Ravener, used to, to well, the means he used to win, or uh, was definitely not PC. Oh yeah. So definitely, I would say hereticus by the end of the book. But again, like the way these books kind of gradually, I learned so much about the different facets of the Inquisition from these three books. Yeah, like, And again, the way it starts with aliens, and aliens were definitely involved, but so was chaos, which mm-hmm. was, was a natural lead-in to um, the malice. Yep. And then the end of malice was like a natural lead-in into hereticus. Yep. Uh, and like I said, it was, just, it was very good. I'd say one a great flow. One great standalone. Two, I think, is a pretty good standalone. This one, you're right. It does rely on a lot of kind of prior knowledge to really make some of these deaths matter because they come hard and fast. Very hard and but fast. But this book is like action packed. Action like packed. The whole time, stuff, either people are fighting and dying and like. Yeah. No, no. I mean, Danny's right. This book just never stops. There like is no. The, the only break in this book is the like five pages when they're on a train before the train gets attacked. Right. It's like Where John Wick with a good plot. Yeah. Whoa! Ooh. First off, I, I will fight you, unless you're talking about John Wick Two. I really like I re- John Wick One was really good. I really like those movies, but yeah, yeah. So the the thing I like is you've met all these characters, and at the end of the book, the very last two pages, page three fourteen and three fifteen, depending on what size book you have or whether you have the omnibus, is the cast of characters who survived, and that's it. It's uh, eight people <laughs> who survived. All right. So you've got Gideon Ravener, obviously survived. Sure. Well, he's I mean, got survived is a strong word. Right. Um, he's half survived. Yeah. He's half survived. Uh, Golgesh Heldane, horseface, survives. He was freed and drugged and spent many years recovering. Harlan Nail survives, but uh, along with uh, Kara Swole and Alina Coy. Alina is the name of the person oh, that was the blank. blank. She yeah, was the blank. Yeah. Uh, and they joined the staff of Ravener. So if you want to find out more about them, you have to read the Ravener series. Um, Krizia Birdchild, the doctor, uh, returns to Good Run, where she becomes, you know, chief Medicaid of teaching university to oh, new yeah. students. Uh, Medea Betancourt returned to Glavia, her home planet, to become the director of her family shipwright business. For a while. Or, you know. For a bit. Until she supposedly dies, according to the end of the book here. That's, I'm just That's reading what they want you to believe. Yeah. Uh, Rorkin uh, recovers from his ill health and becomes the grandmaster of Order Helican. Uh, which he wasn't actually in the book except in the very beginning when he sent him some sort of sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Uh, Eisenhorn is believed to have continued in the service uh, for many, many, many years, uh, and no more other stuff is recorded, so enjoy that. And there is no mention at all of a being known as Cherubel. Right, because Eisenhorn kills everyone who sees it. But yeah, uh, Cherubel, by the way, still alive. Still in his service at the end of the book. So yep. uh, what are what are some of our kind of final thoughts about kind of Hereticus and then Eisenhorn as a whole in, in the series there? It was, well, Eisenhorn as a whole. That, so you could tell by the end, by this book because it's actually the small the shortest of the three, right? Like he, Abnett was a little tired of it to be honest, and the characters because he's just wiping characters out left and right, leaving behind the ones that he wanted to use in his new series, which he wrote. Um, it's it's fast. It's furious. It was an enjoyable uh, listen slash read because I I did both with it. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than the first one, just because of its pacing. Yeah, uh, there was no 
let me set the scene for you for a couple pages a little bit to tell you all about stuff. It relied a lot on the knowledge of places you've already been. Like he literally re revisited every place except for the twisted world in the first book. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't go deep into the warp to the weird no name cow to warp travel. Yeah. That was the second book, I think, the, the twists. Nope, first book was the twists. Twists were the mutants and the yep. Malice one. It was like the aliens at the end of the first one, where like all the dimensions yeah. are weird and their favorite. Yeah, the, oh, the weird hexagonal oh, dimensions. Yeah, and okay. Stuff. Sorry, I thought you meant the world with the twists, the, with the mutants. No, 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 not the not the cool bar scene with the fight stuff with the Harlan nail. No, 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 no. Because that was like I think that's my favorite part of all this whole series. Yeah, I don't probably man. So, uh, this whole series, one of my favorite scenes is the the scene uh, during the parade grounds where the shit turns because of all the psychers revealed. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's really just, good too. That's, that's a really very good. really good scene. Second only to the warlord scene in this book, I think. Or first, uh, this uh, second really for me too. is the warlord scene in this. The book. warlord really scene good. is really I think good. My favorite is the warlord scene, just because it really captures the kind of the desperation of the situation. Yeah, it, yeah, was it super really did, especially it really because it was so fast. Tension as well, super yeah. quickly, and I did not expect that level of battle that early in the book, mm -mm. especially when I'm used to kind of the Black Library formula of like three quarters of the book world building, character building, and then action last quarter. Well, none of um, none of the Eisenhorn books have followed that actually. Pretty much from the beginning of every book, there has been murder and mayhem. Zenos a little. I mean, it was a no, slower was, build. No, Zenos started off right away with him um, killing Chasing um, one guy. Well, it's like the big the cultists, battle set. Yeah. Set pieces would be the best way I could describe yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it was super good. Danny, what are some of your thoughts there on on Eisenhorn and Hereticus? Uh, it's a really great setup to Ravener. Mm -hmm. which is a better series. You should read that, too. I've got the uh, Ravener in the truck. Awesome. That's great. I you should definitely I, I read picked it. it up so that we could do another review on it later. Man, I yeah, I want to read Ravener again now that we did this book review, actually. I just read it like a few months ago, and now I want to read it again. All right. Well, but yeah, no, it's a, gr it's a great book series. I like, think we should do Emperor's Spears next. Really want to read that. Oh, I mean, cool. if you want to spend 300 bucks on a book for me, I'm all, I'm all for that. <laughs> no, nah, those are sold out, dude. <laughs> Those are long sold. Or a Black Legion would be good yeah. too. Yeah. What we should do is get our hands on the the new copy of the new Inquisitor book. Uh, not um, not Inquisitor book. The um, Commissar, the female Commissar mm. book. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. that. do something completely that, uh, different for us. Yeah, definitely look at some more uh, books because we, we enjoy reading about that hey, and not just complain. Recommend about the way books games to are. us that yeah. you want us to read for you. Well, yeah, you, for sure. What do you want to hear? Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be right back. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as The Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. 
Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. And we're back. In, inward whistling. That's the way that an Eldar would whistle, right? In, inward, well, oh. <laughs> multi-layered whistling. Yeah, there Which you go. Is also their new psychic power. <laughs> inward whistling. Mm. It's a D6 mortal wounds. <gasps> Damn. Hey, Dude, so powerful. coming up next, uh, episode 99 um, is going to be pretty much about you guys and your, your LVO prep. Yep. Um, the recording date of which is my wife's due date. <laughs> Um, my wife heavily pregnant and due very soon. Uh, so next episode, we are for sure going to be talking about convention prep, uh, how to prepare for a tournament, uh, how to travel with miniatures, and kind of just general experience and, and the guys prep for LVO here. Uh, it's 50-50 whether I'm going to be here or not. Yeah, we, we may not have a podcast, to be honest with you, but... We, we probably will. Like we'll, I said, we'll worst case scenario, out. I abuse your guys' friendship, set up my recording equipment, and make you make my take my dogs out. Um... I don't like you that much. I know. I know. That's why I force it with podcasting equipment. <laughs> you um, just have to leave this set up. But, but that's kind of the, the next episode here in 99. Now, episode 100, um, I'm still kind of finalizing down what we're doing. Like, I, I wanted to kind of try and pull Ted back in and talk to him, pull Phil back in and talk to him. Um, but at the same time, I will have a one or two week old newborn. Uh, so <laughs> chances of doing stuff outside of that um, won't be great. Uh, so we might just kind of have a retrospective with Dave, Danny, and I, uh, and maybe just kind of talk about random shit like we usually do and ignore the fact that it's episode 100. Yeah. Uh, also, in case... 99.5. Yeah. But then I can only mm-hmm. do like 99.6, and then I can't do anything again after 99.9. It's a tough There's life. Th- yeah, it's <laughs> tough <laughs> life, man. If, if booze allows, Danny and I are trying to do some stuff from Vegas, a little bit of video um, casting. Hopefully yep, right for after sure. the reveal party that we're going to go to and see all the new fancy shit we did have a listener reach out and challenge danny's war boss in a single miniature and single miniature battle bring it on we think that's what it we meant. think that's what he meant it <laughs> could have been a full game but i'm going to be honest with you danny's playing championship that's that's a lot of 40k for one weekend <laughs> yeah. um, but he will challenge you on a single war boss on war boss competition yeah, dude 12 inches or if i know 18 inches apart yep and uh you guys find and, and then winner buys danny a beer Yep. <laughs> all, right, all of these video uh video cast things that we're talking about doing are all completely alcohol dependent word yes like yes. whether or not if, if we are you not, live in las vegas near the strip area uh near the bally casino and hotel you can look for a topless day where, where lvo Thursday is night. at um please let dave know where to buy for local black in oh. the vegas area <laughs> Ooh, i actually know no i know the answer oh, to this okay, good no. there's oh. a liquor store right across from bally's of course there is oh man they probably don't a liquor carry store in it's probably corner. classy so they don't have more mm. local black i don't think it's that classy dave it's in an alley <laughs> Fingers it's crossed. in an alley in <laughs> vegas <laughs> how classy do you think uh, they probably have be. new flavors we haven't heard of so um but yeah and then if i don't get saved if you see dave and danny down uh in vegas you go up and say hi got some stickers um, dave has some stickers so does Danny. Yep, Danny has I some do. stickers too, so some free swag merch. You can um, tell Dave he sucks in person. You tell, I mean, and that's a dream you, for everyone. If you tell me hashtag I suck, I will give you a sticker for it. Ooh. Ooh. And then if you don't use the word hashtag in a real life sentence, you'll you get, get my shit. respect. You get, I, will, I will be Willy Wonka at the end of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You get nothing. What Zero. if they say pound sign? 
Then that's, that doesn't count. Pound it's not the same. Dates. <laughs> <laughs> I will just look at it like they're tarted and be like, oh, it's so cute. Sorry. <laughs> How did you even get in here? But yeah, uh, go up, say hi. Um, let them know. I know one of my good memories was, was having listeners come up and say hello to me because sometimes when it's just three of us around a kitchen table at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, so mm. here's another game Dave is playing. Oh, what's another oh, game Dave playing? If you hand Dave... A I'm not playing this game. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I'm not playing if it. If you hand Dave a Smirnoff ice, he has to drink it immediately. That is, no, I am not. You are totally allowed to ice Dave. Fine, all you know weekend. what? If you hand Danny a Zima, okay? Dude, yeah, hell okay. yeah, hand me as many Zimas as you want. <laughs> shit. I will here's, pound that shit. Here's what I want you to do, guys, to like do I a secret John's competition. Uh, see how many dice you can accidentally steal each and turn it into a competition. I can't. I brought from dice. my opponent, uh, from in general. Just like walking Dude, on I the table. St- no, I'm not going to steal people's yeah, dice. Maybe, maybe no, if you have listeners idea. come cut up. Cut this part out. Give you I dice. don't want people to think that. Do not cut the part about <laughs> icing Dave. Yeah, cut it all out. This whole thing, cut it. Cut it. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll do it live. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll. We absolutely will. Also, if you find me. Uh, oh, so, hey, we are doing the uh, pub crawl for sure, right? Uh, yeah, sure. On Saturday night pub crawl, we'll be down there. I'll drink that. Well, yeah, we'll be drinking every night. I mean, I don't know. Saturday if night isn't stripper night. That's Thursday night. Do what? I thought I'm, I am not doing that before we. I have to play on Friday. All right. So yeah, maybe Friday. I have night to come after. in with a strong entrance, and then if I'm doing really Friday bad, night when then he's doing you don't, shitty. You don't want right to hold on. You're telling me that you're not going to be good being like the dudes from Varsity Blues spending all night in the strip club. James Vanderbeek. Is that a movie that old people watch? No, man, it's cut, not that cut old. this part, Dave. Just Jesus cut Christ. this whole thing. Anyway, out. if you come find me Saturday, uh, Sunday <laughs> after after I play, I'll have dice for you as well. Ooh, ooh. So yeah, hunt them down. Know what they look like. Uh, if you are interested in our uh, heroic thirty-two shirt, mobrules.threadless.com. Uh, the, or the, any of the other variations of it, because we have three variations now of the Heroic 32. Yeah, yeah, and we have some really great ones up there. Again, thanks to Alec Beals for those designs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to donate a dollar to the Mob Rules podcast, po- uh, patreon.com forward slash mob rules. And then if you don't, go buy something like actually worthwhile for a dollar. Um, but yeah, for Mob Rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. And I've been Dave.